0: How are you going? I'm going to pick a
1: fight. Podcasting from the Pacific Northwest, the caffeine and Sasquatch capital of the world, and home to the world's biggest Highland Games fans, this is Fork Talk. Will you fight? A podcast about all things Highland Games, heavy events, competitive throwing, and the greatest sporting event ever invented on God's green earth, sheep And now, here are your hosts, Big Daddy and us
0: but they'll never take our freedom! Well, ladies and gentlemen, we've been asked to sing a song which has seven bests,
2: but we're only allowed to sing five of them. (laughs) As I was home on a Monday night, as drunk as drunk could be. I saw a horse outside the door where my old horse should be. Well, I called me wife and I said to her, will you kindly tell to me Who owns that horse outside the door? Where my owl
3: heart should be. Billy, you're drunk, you're drunk, you're silly. Your phone still you cannot see. That's a lovely sow that me mother sent to me. Oh, it's many days I've traveled a hundred miles or more. But a saddle on a sow sure Your I never Your mother is whore. a whore. That is the way it goes in between on the dirty ones at the pub. That's it's, the way I like it. You drunken whore, you. whore. Or you lying you. whore. You're drunken, Lion Whore. Big Daddy, that is obviously the Dulcet Towns of the Dubliners and the famous song Seven Drunken Nights. Where are they from? Hmm. Germany. Let me, let me think. Uh, they're somewhere in Eastern Europe.
2: Okay. Maybe Western. Yeah. It's Irish to me. Hmm. That's funny. Irish, you say? Yes. You know why? I do say. You know why? No, why? Why would I be saying that? Because this is the St. Patrick's Day oh, episode. St. Patty's Day! It's St. Patty's Day. Where everybody wears green, even if they're black.
3: That's right. Right. That's right. Hey, I know actually uh, a few black Irishmen. Really? Yeah. I thought I thought really. I thought... When I when I are they black thought... Irish or are they black men that are Irish? Well, they are multi generational Irishmen who happen to have African descent. Really, and you live in Ireland? Yeah, oh, yeah. That must sound pretty cool coming out of their mouth. It is. It's it's unnerving because you see someone from um, from the Arab co- continent areas or from Africa, and they're, they they roll up on you, and you're kind of expecting because of how they look to sit, you know sound a particular way. Which
0: hey, of course, brother, what's going on?
3: <laughs> yeah, and they go, hello, oh, hello, Brett later how are you doing? <laughs>
2: One more for the ditch, shall you say? That's like that uh, Skittles commercial with the uh, Korean Scotsman.
3: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Gotcha. Exactly. Welcome to Fort Talk, episode 27. 27, or as they say in Ireland, 27. 27. And uh, I am so happy to be here again with you.
2: And I am happy to be here with you. We've been, uh, it's been busy, awesome.
3: busy, work, 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 and we haven't had as much time to get on the old podcast as we'd like, but no. here we are trying to keep the nation satisfied. It's you hard know? to
2: keep an entire nation satisfied. It's true. You know it's I hard mean. enough to keep myself satisfied, let that's, alone you. That's true. Candy Sprinkles, Devil Ange, the whole Fork Talk Nation, <laughs> all of us. Hey, who are you? I am J. Big Daddy O'Neill, the biggest daddy of the daddy of bigs. And I am... You are? I am Haas.
1: Haas.
3: And welcome to Fork Talk, episode 27. Let this me introduce our staff. Who do we have here today? We have in studio producer a candy, Esprinkles. A Howdy ho. <laughs> ah, nice. I got it. I got my hidey hole. Nice, nice, nice. And, of course, we got Devilange not here. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Big dad is the best in bed always. Always. We got Slim Jim. He's around here somewhere. Hey, I'm playing soccer. <sighs> he goes, oh, law. Official cartoonist, or I'm sorry, our official graphic artist, Jim Walker. Security, Rhino, Shouts Rhino up on the border. Oh, yeah. He's got his little kid with him all weekend long. Cute little pictures on Facebook. Very cute. Chief Scientific Officer, Dr. Ken Noisewaterbeck. beck Yes, indeed. Our official cartoonist, Matt Thompson of Vargas Highlander. The Rovering reporter, the international man of mystery. Mm Miles Wetzel. And our official historian Roger Saunders, and finally our number one fan Audrey, Audrey Rose Walker. Walker. Walker website www.fork-talk.com. Facebook Fork Talk
2: with Big Daddy and Hoss. Roger that, and we gotta always gotta do a little sponsor shout out, you know? Sponsor shout because right, we got a bunch of sponsors. So we're keeping with our theme. We
3: have got a sponsor shout, which is a poem by, uh, it's called My Bed, Big
2: Daddy, by Luke McGoldrick. We don't know yet, but it might be related to Jim McGoldrick, the five-time world champion on the Five-time. 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 World champion. Uh, they call maybe. him the big chief. That would be Awesome. So, so give us that poem. Would you like me to read it? I would. I'd all love right. to hear your dulcet tones read that. Okay. Well, I I, I didn't even look at this. So I'm gonna while I if I make any mistakes, I'm you gonna just sip kick on me. my beautiful pint of black gold Guinness. You do that. Why is it shaped like a dick? Um, anyway, um, where do you get a glass shaped like that? Anyway, uh, porn shop.
4: Spencer's. It's, there
2: you go. It's not, <laughs> it's not shaped. That's like why a it's got penis. all the little doodads on it. All right, here we go. My Bed by Dr. Luke McGoldrick. Luke McGoldrick. My Bed, I have a place in mind, a place of a familiar kind, not the place we'd go and leave behind, the place I feel confined, not the paradise island you had in your head, not the dream of running away, the dream of sleeping in bed. If I was to die, I'd die in bed. Here they would find me sleeping, not dead. If I was to eat, I'd eat in bed. I wouldn't get out, I'd be spoon fed. Sounds like Angie. <laughs> the young don't like bed. To them, it's just a command, mom and dad said. The troubled don't like their beds. Instead, they're given meds. <laughs> Some people don't have beds. Some people sleep on the floor. Some people have two beds. Some people have sex with whores. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's uh, some people still want. It's
3: more. about time you woke up, guy. You're reading this like you're <laughs> asleep. Well, God you wanted God me sakes. to read the goddamn poem the way it's written.
2: I want you to give it a little
3: flavor. If it, and I, I, I need I need some energy in that voice. If
2: it was the end of the world, if the queen had lost her head, I wouldn't get out. I'd stay. In this fucking bed Stay tucked up in bed That's No, right. it, you know, it didn't, it's my way Nice I'll read it my way You know My bed, I have a place in mind My A familiar and familiar kind Not the place we'd go and leave you, behind you But know. i did nail you in the keister <laughs> You
3: don't to reread it We got your bed Yeah
4: <laughs> Okay, that poem was basically Garbage Yeah yeah. I
3: like that poem. It's, hey, it I'm has sorry. The kind po-
4: of rhyme and meter that a fourth grader would write. Put yourself not
3: out even. there to write poems before they stick the
2: sorry. thing in someone else's eye.
4: Sorry, Mr. Luke McGoldrick, but good
2: Lord, I'm giving
4: that one a yeah. that's
2: not cool. Two. Your dad was a much better Highland Games thrower than you are, writer Mr. Muldrick. Good Lord. My goodness. Two against one. We win. Hey, Big Daddy, we got a good show for ya. Yeah, we do. We got pop-a-culture.
3: culture a pop culture And current events. Papa culture. culture um, I am uh, hoping our scientific officer
2: is going to stop by. The science corner is back. Dr. Kenneth Noyes-Waterbeck. We're
3: going to talk about the Arnold Classic, Musings and Interviews, because yours truly was there.
2: Yeah, my good buddy, Haas got to go. Oh, that one's been awesome,
3: and of course, we're talking St. Patrick's Day, and w- with that, we're going to, of course, enjoy some St. Paddy's and Irish music. We are going to also have a brand new segment. Yes, indeed, the new segment is called
2: "Name That Dumbass." Name That Dumbass. Yes, and we'll we'll talk more about that when we get there. You'll, but you you'll, you'll probably like it a lot, ladies and gentlemen. God forbid, I.
3: <laughs> we may have to ask for forgiveness from a Catholic I'm priest not, when we're done with this. Book. I'm not
2: sure it's as edgy as I would like it to be, but it'll it'll will we'll lead into it. Well, let's roll into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's get, We'll start kind yeah. of slow and then we'll <laughs> we'll really we'll really get down and dirty. Exactly, exactly. Um, let's um, should we do some shouts? Yeah, let's do shouts. Right. Because? Because right. you know what? We stand on the shoulders of giants. And even though this time of year it is more like leprechauns. Leprechauns. Yes. Well, you know, we don't I mean, really know how big leprechauns a are. You're leprechaun? Oh, is that your leprechaun impression? No. Hey, give me some more. Uh-uh. Here's some gold for you. Do you want this gold, leprechaun? Oh, I'd like that leprechaun. Yes, <laughs> I'd, I'd like that gold. <laughs> That's not too bad. Oh, big daddy! I'd like your, I'd like your little shillelagh. <laughs> hey, what? A, <laughs> you know, a little shillelagh is still two feet long. <laughs> why, why don't we? Uh, why don't we do the entire show in Irish brooks? <laughs> what do you think? Sounds good. Ah, oh, new likes on Facebook. <laughs> that sounds good.
4: You guys sound like Frank from Father of the Bride.
2: Interesting. Huh. Hmm. Well, I what, think Brett sounds good. Like
3: first that. of all, let's talk about our Facebook. Facebook. Shall we? We have 746
2: likes. That's you know
3: how many we had last time?
2: 745.
3: 746. We've got no <laughs>
2: goddamn new likes. We may have topped out,
3: Big Dad. I don't I'm think so. I'm not sure. Uh, we want 1000. I don't know if we've ever not had at least one
2: new like in between episodes. So, I'm a little concerned. That's not bothering me as long as the uh, plays get bigger. Well, and and they have <laughs> There, there's, oh. there's 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 as big as my arm. As big as a rainbow. Now you kinda sound like Flaki from the Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh Floki Floki from yeah. the Yeah, nice. Um eleven thousand six hundred and forty eight. I see you're you're worshiping that Jesus Christ fella. That's right. <laughs> so
3: yeah, 11,648 is a lot more. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we got no recent shouts because there are none. Sad. Sad. All right, let's talk about some banter. First of all. Banter. Our old historian, Roger Saunders. Roger. He has a classroom asked, if they, f- they finished their work in time, could they throw? They asked him? Yeah. So, Roger Saunders, his classroom, they asked... What does he teach? Uh, I think he teaches history. Kids? Little guys? Or? Um, I think it's like high school or middle school. Oh, okay. And he had a bunch of his implements in class. And they asked if they got their work done early enough, could they go out and throw? and he said yes they did there was a good motivation by the way teachers of the world you want to get kids motivated okay, okay
2: to get their work done you throw you throw implements
3: you say you can throw these implements if you get your damn work
2: done yeah but most teachers aren't like Roger Saunders i mean the guy is a giant true you know so and of course most teachers look like crap and of course big daddy which
3: of the uh, events do you think they picked for doing what they wanted to do
2: what i would hope would they they'd all pick Sheaf.
3: And they did. They, oh. they picked the sheaf, and the... well, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? You
2: exactly. Know.
3: So shouts to them, and Eight, shouts nine to out of ten dentists pick sheaf, right? And and of course we have to give shouts to the Florida throwers. Why, the Florida throwers? Sorry, <laughs> the Florida throwers. Well. Because they're they're cranking up their year, right? They've already had a couple big events. So that's far. right. They
2: had that big one in Jacksonville, yeah. And then they had uh, Panama City was last And, In exactly. fact, um, Miles Wetzel threw in that one. Exactly. And one of our one of our Fork Talk Nation
3: uh, big supporter Bill Baxter. Oh, Bill Baxter! He hits twenty six feet. That's the new
2: PR for him. What's this new new fork? He got a new fork. What's it called? The big, it's it's called Big Monkey. Big Monkey. It's a big monkey. I like that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well you know uh, Miles Miles Wetzel was in Panama City. And how did it, how did Miles do? He said he didn't do real well. The only two events he did well in were Sheaf, he got twenty eight feet, and caber, he turned it and won it. Nice. Nobody I think only one other guy in his class turned it. Wow. So but he said everything else sucked. And I told him, Well, you know what, you got you know, you, you got the good events that everybody likes to watch, the Sheaf and the Caber, you did good. Right. Good stuff.
3: And um <coughs> Bill also gave shouts to uh, someone he called his mentor, Brian,
2: the legend Andrews. Hmm, the legend, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't know Brian, but calling a guy a legend is big. No, I think if he was a legend, we'd know about him because we're legends. True, true. Yeah, you know? and to be true. legends, you have to be part of the membership, right? So, Bill, you might have to rethink the moniker you've given old Peter Andrews. Unless that's his middle name. I mean, maybe his parents named him that. True. Right. Hey, you know, we really want Maybe our kid first... to be good. So let's call him the legend off right off the bat. Well, hopefully his first girlfriend called him Brian the Legend <laughs> Andrews. No, his girlfriend probably called him Brian the Ruler Andrews. You know, he probably had a 12-inch. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right. Uh, I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't know. Shouts to Tim Tim for his invite to the local games in Phoenix. Tim Tim, and I want to say, Tim, been big supporter. his first name is T-I-M, his last name is T-I-M-M, so his parents really had a bad sense of humor.
3: Well, no, is that his
2: real name? Because usually it's you would say that's a BS name no. and he's made it up. I met him. So it's a real name. His that's name his real is name. Tim Tim. I threw him in Portland last year.
3: You know, and Tim is... Well, and he's, he's a great
2: guy. He could go by Timothy Tim. He doesn't, though. But he doesn't. Because his name is Tim. Tim. All right, well, hey, I'm fine with it. You'll like him when you meet him. I'm looking forward to it. He's a good dude. Sounds like a good, good dude.
3: Um, shouts to Heather McDonald. Heather McDonald. Heather McDonald.
2: She's going to be a professor at Arizona State University. Isn't that funny? She's super fucking smart. Super. Right? super I don't know smart. why she's with Rooster. Rooster. You, you just blew my cover. <laughs> she's super smart. She's super athletic. And she dates Wooster Of all people. I know. I, well, what I posted was, I, I now know why
3: wooster has got this kind of... Crazy teacher fetish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Because she's a professor. Oh, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She comes home in her professor outfit, I think, and I don't know. What kind of fantasies are you having about her? I'm not talking about her. <laughs> it's like about Wooster? <laughs> he gave me the thumbs up. He knew he, it was in his uh, webitoire. Yeah. Well, good old Wooster. Mm-hmm. Anyway, congratulations to Heather. That is super awesome. Um Prof- Molding.
4: Professor of what? Uh
3: It was... um.
2: Um, not English. No, yeah, it was. Is it? I think it's like, yeah, it's like a... Uh, yeah, it was uh, English. Like a composition type. Composition. That was it. Composition. Yeah. Professor yeah. of composition. Maybe. Mm-hmm.
4: maybe she can write our next poem.
2: Hey. I bet you she can do a better job than that last jackass. Well, maybe. I was thinking. Well, you'll have to reach out to her there as uh, as producer
3: Candy there. Um, Paul Niehaus posted... Oh, is it Newhouse? Sorry. Yeah, he's a friend of mine. Paul Newhouse posted that Tap Out parody. Did you, in, I don't know. If we're talking, if you haven't seen this, go on YouTube. I think you probably could uh, do Tap Out yeah. as a search, and you'd get it. And that's funny stuff. The guys are in
2: T-shirts that say Tap Out yeah, with and, gold chains, and everybody assumes that they're just badass, and you shouldn't mess with them, and the guy does. They're being total douches at, <laughs> at like a house party, at like a college house party. Yeah, that's good stuff. Hey, we shouldn't mess with them. Man, they get squish us like bugs. They're wearing <laughs> tap out shirts. Yeah. And then the one guy, he confronts them, and they're like, "Oh, you want to fight? You want to fight?" And he's like, "Yeah." Oh well. <laughs> right. I got a lower discount, and yeah, my dad's no. a lawyer. I'll sue your yeah. ass. <laughs> And then they back out of the house. I know that calling was funny. him a pussy. Yeah. That was funny. Yep, good stuff. Um
3: so it's
4: pretty spot on, then.
2: It's dead spot on, yeah.
3: <laughs> and then, and then finally, um, we have actually kind of a cool honor. I threw this up on Facebook, but um, there's a applica- <coughs> there's an app for uh, podcasts, Big Daddy called Stitcher. Uh, www.stitcher.com. Stitcher, Stitcher, and uh, Fork Talk Nation. You should check it out. It's a good app for Android users, very specifically, and you can listen to podcasts specifically hours, of course. Duh. And what what I really need the nation to do is you load the app on your from the Play Store, Android. Just load it up as a normal app, log in, create a profile, and then and then get in and and search for Fork Talk. Make it one of your favorite podcasts so the the newest episodes are there for you but i need you to listen to an an episode from there or two and i need you to rate it i need you to rate the podcast right from the website or from the app rate the podcast maybe even do a few uh, comments because if we can get at least five ratings um, people that you know comment about the show then they give us a better status within Stitcher so that we get searched better and that people find us and all that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, we actually had a didn't we actually have to send them an episode so they could listen to us so they'd put us on.
3: Yeah, we actually had to yeah. to put ourselves out there as a application to right. be a Stitcher podcast. And we got accepted. And we got accepted.
2: Which means we're, we're good, obviously. I hope so, yeah. Was, I think we are. It was good. What so? do you think? I think we're damn good. I think we're awesome. I think we're top, of the, top I, of the heap. I think
3: you're right. I think you're top of the heap. Um. So, I need that five rating, please. Ratings, please. Fork Talk Nation.
2: Wake the fuck up, Fork Talk Nation. We're talking to you. That's right. We need likes. Www. www.stitcher.com That's right. Stitcher.com Go there now. Kaylin Mowell. Go there now. Who else listens to us? <laughs> um, Jay O'Neill. Go there now. All of our staff. Everybody on our staff. <laughs> All six of you who listen regularly. Oh, who's our buddy in Oregon? Uh, Bull. Bull? Shane Bull Oliver? Shane Bull Oliver. Hey, Bull. Yep. Hey, Bull. Drop your stogie. Yeah. Put down your scotch. Yeah. Yep. On your chicken wing and that ham sandwich, get your ass over to your computer and give us the five stars. Excellent, I like it. Yeah, I like it.
3: That's it for uh, musings on the old social media networks. Social media, social media. Let's talk about pop culture, pop culture, pop culture, pop culture, pop culture, and current events. Indeed, okay. So, first of all, these are uh, in. Again, in honor of St. Patrick's Day, Big Daddy, we are going to look at some uh, events out of Ireland or reported on by the Irish Independent, which is a uh, prominent news program out of Ireland. Yeah, no, I know, uh, I subscribe. Okay. So, uh, Irish Independent reports that Jeremy Clarkson. Okay, Jeremy Clarkson is a Top Gear host. Do you know the show Top Gear?
2: No, there's two of them. There's the shitty one that the U.S. does and the one that's a good one from the, from the BBC. Correct. Right. And this is
3: the BBC one, the original one. Right. Jeremy the Clarkson. The one from
2: America sucks. Bad. It's not good. Three fucking douchebags.
3: And plus, you don't need... To, the the Top Gear BBC English program translates perfectly in the U.S. You oh, yeah. do not need to have American cars. They do plenty of American muscle cars on the show. It, it translates fine. Yeah.
2: So Jeremy is the host of that. What's the guy that drives the cars or whatever? He's got the, uh, the helmet on all the time. You never see his face. That's the Stig. The Stig. The, the Stig, Stig.
3: Right. yeah. So Jeremy, uh, so Top Gear host called producer a lazy Irish C. I'm not using that word. Don't use that word. We've used a lot of nasty words on this program. But let's not use this one, please. We're not
2: actually using it. We're paraphrasing somebody else. Mm, I don't want to use it. Anyway. Right. So he called him a lazy Irish C, C- word. C word. Which rhymes with runt. That's right. And um, before hitting him, the
3: BBC right is... Right in a mush. The BBC hey. has suspended him during investigations. This is from uh, Hannah Furness, who's reporting. The Mirror alleges that the BBC presenter was angry about the lack of hot food available after a long day filming and went into a 40-minute rant that included a fracas with the producer, quote-unquote. Fracas. The Clark- Clarkson had been drinking with co-hosts James May and Richard Hammond, uh, also known as the Hamster, in Surrey, after filming Top Gear before he flew by helicopter to the hotel in Yorkshire. The newspaper claims he lashed out verbally at Mr. Tymon, When he discovered there was no hot food available, the mirror says a BBC investigation will be uh, held uh, that Clarkson then threw a punch that split Mr. Tymon's lip and left him needing treatment at A&E, which I assume is a local clinic.
4: A&E is like the emergency room.
3: There you go. But Clarkson is understood to be strongly denying these claims. And I saw another report that said they've already suspended him during the investigation.
4: I I have a problem here,
3: Haas. And what's that candy sprinkles? The floor recognizes candy sprinkles. You got
4: this report from the mirror. That's like getting your news from the National Enquirer.
3: I I got it from the Irish Independent who was quoting some people from the mirror, but that's
2: obviously not the only news source.
4: Well, the Irish Independent didn't do a very good job because what journalist would quote the National Enquirer?
2: Well, I think you're missing the point here. The point is that not only did he split his lip, but then he gave birth to an alien baby. And that's when it all falls apart. Right. <laughs> now, well,
4: that's the weekly world news. We're now, not going that crazy.
3: What's more important here is there's no report that the Irishman fought back.
2: That's bullshit.
3: Now... That's all I know this is fake. Well, no, no, no. there's two answers to the question. If he... If, as an Irishman, he did not fight back after being called a lazy seaward word He might have been too drunk to fight back. Then, now he. regardless of his inebriation scale, if he did not fight back, then Clarkson should watch his back. Because an Irishman who doesn't fight back is going to find you eventually. And it just might be a knife in the back of the neck.
2: Yeah, it's not going to be forgotten.
3: Right. Right. So don't just think he's not going to get you. I just would be worried.
2: Yeah. I'd be too. I would be worried. Um, they'll probably run him over the car, you know, because of the show. Okay, another... another uh, Top Gear. Right. Maybe will have the Stig run him over. Could be. Maybe, yeah, maybe the stick. Nobody will know who the fucking Stig is, so they can't arrest him. He's they assume he's him.
3: German and something, but maybe he is Irish. And he's going to and he's gonna silently say,
2: oh, now you're done. Clarkson. I think the Stig's Asian. He's not Asian. Why? How do you know? He wears a fucking helmet. You can't see his face. That's true.
4: There's multiple Stiggs.
2: He's German. I think Stiggs is Asian. He's why, short. Why do you think that? He's very short. And if you were to look down at his package, it's very small. Yeah, interesting. You can't see anything.
3: Yeah? Huh.
2: <laughs> I think you're full of it. <laughs> that makes no sense. I think you're a whore. Wow, that's a little harsh. No, I think you're a, what does it say? A lazy Irish. Beep. Yeah. Here's another one out of the Irish
3: Independent. Um, tributes to an Irish Marine killed in a U.S. helicopter crash. Um, I don't know if you, saw, you You probably saw this, Big Daddy. There was a, unfortunately, you know, it, it does happen occasionally, although luckily not very often. But there was uh, some Marines in a um, Black Hawk who were doing training stuff in Florida. Mm-hmm. And chopper went down and everybody died. It's pretty routine as far as training goes, yeah. Yeah, it's
2: unfortunate. This it is so, our Army National Guard. Chopper, they're on a training mission. Yeah, and uh, the seven Marines are probably reconnaissance guys.
3: It's too bad. So, Staff Sergeant L- uh, Liam Flynn, 33, who had lived in Clane County, Kildare, before moving to the U.S. in 2002, was among 11 military personnel who lost their lives when a Black Hawk helicopter crashed off Florida's uh, Gulf Coast late on Tuesday night. So, shouts to him and his family, and obviously. Um, Thanks for his service, and unfortunately, it was uh, an accident yeah. of that. note. kind of cool though. I, I think his parents are Irish. He was born in the UK, but then went back to Ireland, you know, and lived there for a while, and then and then immigrated to the US in 2002. Mm-hmm. Became a Marine, and Bob's your uncle. Yeah.
2: And Bob's your uncle.
3: Mm-hmm. And Bob's your uncle. And then, um, you know what? Um, Steph, while I'm getting this next one going, candy sprinkles. Look up on the iPad on YouTube and search for Will Ferrell and Kevin Hart have a Paddy's Day message as part of their new movie. Really, really funny. I want to play that. Um, and then finally, this one. This one will kill you, Big Daddy. Mm-hmm. Bono of U2.
2: Oh yeah. As opposed to Bono.
3: Bono? Willie, Chair. Bono, Willie Nelson and Fantasy Adventure movie are three elements you probably never expected to hear combined, but the country star is lined up to play a role in a fantasy film Bono is executive producing. Wow. Waiting for the Miracle to Come well, how old will star is Willie like Nelson. So He's be a Thousand. He's 81 years Holy old. Holy shit. Waiting for the Miracle to Come will star Sophie Lowe as an aspiring circus performer who is directed by a le- uh, letter to a gold mine in California where she finds retired vaudeville star played by Nelson, 81 years old, and British actress Charlotte Rampling, who's 69. The film uh, will vaudeville shoot- star with ponytails? <laughs> the film will shoot at Nelson's private ranch in Texas next month, and Bono will write a song for him to sing on the soundtrack. Uh, Leon Lunson, who previously worked with Bono when uh, she included him in her documentary uh, Leonard Cohen, "I'm Your Man," will direct "Waiting for the Miracle to Come." And Bono previously worked with Nelson when he wrote a song for him in 1989, "Slow Dancing, It was it called, which they recorded together for the Duels album in 2011.
2: Wow! That Never heard of that.
4: Sounds like a crappy movie concept you're
2: right it sounds like a uh, whale trash to it me.
4: sounds like bono i think he hit his head a little too hard when he had that terrible bike crash last year
2: maybe i think you're right you know i saw they're... a
3: report that he's uh healing well and then we'll be back soon
4: i think they need to check him for some neurological symptoms Can I just hope they goes? have a
2: defibrillator on the set because you got nelson's 81 and this lady's what 69 yeah he's his age hey
3: uh, um, Candy, do you have that? I do. Okay, I'm going to turn this up volume wise. Let's. So, Big Daddy, this is Will Ferrell and Kevin Hart, and they have a Patty's Day message as part of their new movie uh, Get Heart. So they're doing their, you know, pu- um, pu- publicity. For yeah, their that new...
2: publicity done for their movie that's probably going <laughs> to yeah. suck dick. And, yeah.
3: and so they were in they were in Ireland, and they did this uh, PSA basically for Irishmen on how best to handle uh, St. Patrick's Day better. Hmm. So let's listen to that. So we know you, Irish, like to drink.
1: Yes. Yes, we do. I was actually in Dublin recently, uh-huh. and I noticed
3: this. Yeah, I was there a couple years ago, and I also noticed this.
1: Hey, and no more then than on St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day, Day, right? Yep. Yeah, we know that drink can lead to trouble, so we got some tips for you so, so that, you, that you, you can enjoy, enjoy the crap. Okay, while yeah. acting the agent. Uh-huh. But don't end up in the, the joy. joy. Never make eye contact with the scoby on the lua's. Avoid dark alleys and county mead. Don't do shorts. Don't do shots. Have a kebab. So it's, it's slouch-a slouch-a from, from us. us. <laughs>
3: to survive prison.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. That's lame. That's funny. What the hell?
3: <laughs> That was good. I liked that. There was they were dropping all kinds of you know, of, uh, you know how you Irish know? crazy stuff that uh, I'm yeah. sure
2: the Irish hey, were listening to. You First know how of you off, know a movie's going to suck when they do that? shit like that. Really? Oh yeah. Huh.
4: They don't actually celebrate St. Patrick's Day that much in Ireland. It's an American holiday. So
3: is
0: it really?
4: Yeah.
3: God, you you two are a bunch
2: of Debbie Downer. Goofballs! No, you think everything's funny, and we're like trying to bring you back down to earth. That was the stupidest thing I've ever Candy, heard. Candy's saying, "Oh, the you know your sources for your news reports are crappy, and
3: St. Patrick's Day is not that big to the Irish. I don't know what and we're talking about." What I'm
4: saying is fact. Part of a producer's job is to make sure things are factually. She's trying to keep us on track, correct? Because I don't need any more submissions. Fuck you! To the dep- fuck you! And fuck you! Who's
0: next?
2: She's, she makes a good point though. No, no, it's not a good point.
4: My fingers are worn to the bone with replying to all the wrong things you say.
2: Yeah, no, you're not. All of your wrongness. I'm gonna
3: send out my troop of leprechauns. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you watch all the scary. I'm the leprechaun.
0: I'm the leprechaun. That's Um,
3: actually a true
2: story.
4: I don't. I fine. Let's watch them. You're the one who doesn't like horror movies. I don't
2: want to watch that. That's scary. (laughs) You don't like it because it's true. It's actually a true story, is it? Hey, yes. Hey, Big
4: Daddy, get that flashlight and, and put it under your and go. I'm the leprechaun. <laughs> I'm the leprechaun. <laughs>
5: <I'm the Leprican. laughs>
3: All right. Well, listen. This has been um, you've rained on my beautiful Irish parade. I'm going to get another Guinness, and we're going to get ready for segment one with uh, Doctor Beck.
2: All right. We Doctor Kenneth Noisewater Beck. We're out.
1: And it's all for me, grub, me Jolly Jolly Crawl. Oh for my beer and tobacco. But well, I spent a meeting with the ladies' drinking shin. For across the western ocean, I must wander. But well, I'm sick in my I gotta
3: say, Big Daddy, I don't necessarily know this song. I, I, I recognize it, but I don't know the words.
2: I've seen centi- it sounds like every other goddamn Irish song. <laughs> Really? Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Some douche singing with a bunch of drunks in the background. Wow. And tobacco. Cue the drunks. (laughs) Where's me gold? Can you find me gold? I think it's over here. I can't see it, but I'll bend over like a (laughs) queer. Okay, let me take that down. All right, Big Daddy. And Izzy,
3: We are back, and this yeah. is a, a new uh, segmento. Ooh, segmento. And we are going to talk to someone we haven't talked with in a while, Candy Sprinkles. Dial up our guest there, and I am going to uh, do um, his music I'm here the in Twitter. a second.
2: I know. I'm all a flutter
3: Twitter. She is calling him now.
2: And what if he doesn't answer? Well, I hope he does. Every time to go to an Irish pub, that's what I
3: hear. Here we go.
2: That sounds like Irish phone ringing.
3: You know who this is going to be?
2: Uh-oh. Dr. Ken Beck. <laughs> Dr. Kenneth Noisewater Beck in ha- the flesh. We have your theme music oh. on.
3: He's back. For, he's back for Talk Nation. It's Dr. Ken Noisewater Beck calling in live on report out in the hinterlands. I'm going to take that back down a little bit. Dr. Beck, can you hear us? Come in, come in. Can you hear us? Uh, uh,
1: my communicator is working.
3: <laughs> I'm out here at the fifth annual for
1: Boise, Idaho, Highland Games, just coming to a finish. Wow. Um, through the rain and the sun. How are you?
2: Good. We're great. We're great. Were you working or throwing?
1: I was throwing. My man. Come on. I was throwing. And we, You know, it was a great day to throw. Got a 12 o'clock uh, caber. Um,
2: Holy moly. Some
1: great uh, PRs. You know, world world record in the lightweight division out here today
3: oh really really in what what particular event there the world's
2: lightest weight uh, over
1: body uh, right they had a 177 um, 17 feet seven inches as well as in the Bramerstone uh, lightweight uh, record of 36 feet 10 and three quarter inches
2: who threw? Both who threw? Done,
1: both done by Phil um, uh, sosota
3: Oh, I thought it was going to be don't Phil start. McCracken. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> oh no, oh, Phil. Phil Sa- yeah, <laughs> Phil Sarasota. I love Phil. Yeah, he dropped yeah. forty pounds to compete as a lightweight. Doesn't that mean you're not a lightweight? He
1: did. He did. Yeah, he's still a lightweight. And uh, they're sending uh, one of the the weights in to get certified again. But uh, both uh, both the bramer and the weight over bar were certified. So yeah, it looks like he's got two world records. Anyway, that's the news from Boise, Idaho.
2: Wow, was that was that a standing wob or a spinning? What time? Was the weight over the bar standing or spinning?
1: You know, I think it was a standing. I I was I was across the field throwing heavy weight for distance, so I think okay. it was standing. I was going to say,
2: I, yeah, because it, it, it standing. I think it's I think it's yeah, standing or cheating. I mean, spinning. I, I, spinning a, a,
1: I just want to tell you, he uh they're also the lightweight here um uh I saw in chief. Do you know about the
2: sheaf uh toss? Oh yeah, we're a little bit
3: familiar we're, with it. I'm too. familiar with the uh, yeah, the <laughs> to, yeah, chief yeah, sheaf toss. Yeah, it's, I hear it's
2: pretty good. Yeah, it's a pretty fun thing to uh, watch.
1: It was fantastic, and you know what? And I'll tell you it's dominated by three tying forks.
2: Yeah, uh, baby. yeah, as always, right. Yeah, baby. Uh, oh, <laughs> Any big heights out there? Any big she fights? Any big she fights? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. What, what was the number? I'm trying to build a mental picture for my audience. See. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. The uh, I'll tell you. Uh, Trill, the same guy that got the two uh, uh, world records in uh, for the lightweights. He yeah. got over thirty. But he was trying for 36, but no no go for the 36. But uh-huh. he, he got over 30. So, oh, you good. know, and it's, these are wet. Let me tell you about these sheep. They've been mm. in the rain all day. You know, they they need to lose weight. Actually, They're not that, lightweight
3: sheep. Actually, that is it. That is impressive. We've seen that before. Yeah. And throwing 30 feet with even a 16-pound wet bag is pretty hard. Pretty much. So that's it's good. It's really
1: hard. i on two
3: levels,
1: you know. One, because the
2: times get stuck in the bag. Okay. And two, because you're gaining another four or five pounds. Yeah. Yeah, in some cases, eight to ten. Yes. Well,
3: Dr. Beck, so, let us let us talk about things scientific, because there was news oh. of great importance to the world of uh, science fiction this past week. Sad,
2: sad news, actually. Yes. Set your phasers on stun. Yes.
0: I know
1: who that is. Uh, we're talking what, about uh, Mr. Spock, later to become Doctor Spock. I have to talk to him as a doctor, fellow doctor. Yes, uh, Leonard Nimoy passed away.
3: I thought Doctor Spock was like uh, for um, women's. Uh, he wrote a book on how to beat your how, kid, on how to raise your children, right? Well,
1: <laughs> yeah, I think some people were confused by that, but when after he was reincarnated um, um, through the Genesis program, remember about Genesis. I yes. remember that
3: yes of course um,
1: and um, he was reincarnated he came back and he was no longer a mister he graduated to become a doctor and I know that confusing for people uh, Dr. Spock but a lot of the people in the original Star Trek and who were fans of it of course were children of Dr. Spock. So I don't know. Maybe that's full circle in some bizarre
3: way. True. I like the way you're thinking. And so, of course, Tech fans, you all know because he's an icon. Leonard Nimoy passed away at the age of I think it was 87 or 83 or something like that. A long, unfortunately, One, yeah. un- unfortunately, he was a he was a, he was a like 30 plus year smoker and uh, died of uh, smoking. So he started when he was 53. Smoking related
2: cancer or something. He started but when he was fifty-three. A what a dumb age to start!
1: Here's here's the question. Okay. With those pointy ears and with that Vulcan grip, yeah. I am just think, what kind of a thrower would he be? I mean, a lot of times, especially you know when it's wet, holding on to the weight and and having you know that's why we use the iron grip a lot. You know, with that Vulcan grip, do you think he would have been a good thrower?
3: I think he could have definitely put as much rotational force on certain implements as possible and still held on to it. This is why uh, Spock never masturbated, because he gave a whole new name to Choking the Chicken.
2: Wow. I think you guys don't forget the fact that you're talking about a uh, fucking fictional character, number one. Number two, he was skinny. And number three, he smoked like a chimney. There's yeah. no athletic, no athleticism whatsoever in that now, man. Now
3: I'm, I'm getting from your comments, Big Daddy, uh, a sense of sarcasm. Meaning, I guess you don't hold Leonard Nimoy and Spock in the reverence that Doctor Beck and I do. I do not. And I, in fact, I think I saw on Facebook you posting that we were all bandwagoners for sending out shouts to Mister Spock about, you know. Leonard passing away, and mm-hmm. we're we going to miss him because he's, yeah. he's one of our favorite science fiction characters. I believe I use the term
2: sheep. However, the <laughs> the thing is, is nobody talked about Leonard Nimoy over the past 20 fucking years. Now he dies, and everybody's a big fan. Can you believe that, Beck? He's full, so full of crap. Nimoy you was you know, I just was get a Seahawks jersey deal. with Nimoy on the back and get it over with. You know,
1: there was a time in my life when I was searching or the logical meaning to the direction of my my scientific career. And and I always reflected back on Mr Spock. He was always logical. When I was going off on a tangent, either I was upset with the way the experiments were going, or the funding, or my students, I always came back and said, What would Mr. Spock do? Yeah, like the time you know? when you tried
2: to figure out whether the earth was round or flat.
3: WWMRSD. <laughs> what would Mr. Spock do? What
1: would Mr. Spock do? And it was, you always came back to them. The uh, logical stance. You know what?
2: The camera would go off of him. Even, He'd smoke 20 packs of cigarettes. And, see, see. Even the can- Go ahead, Ken.
1: Boy, we're all talking at once. Even even when he was emotional, when that was the exception. In other words, when he became emotional, we all kind of laughed and said, "Oh, that's so out of character," because we looked to him for logic, for a serene path forward through the fog of uh, the where no man or woman had gone before. You was the logical path through that.
3: See, that's beautiful, Dr. Beck. It's beautiful, Ken. In fact, I think Big Daddy actually is more like Spock than he realizes because he too struggles he too is half human, half alien. He too is struggling constantly with the inner emotions and um powerful um wellspring of emotion that he has to choke down he's got, and, well, and... He's and, already got
1: the pointy ears, right? He's already <laughs> has the pointy ears. Right. He's halfway there.
2: He is. It's amazing. I never thought about this before. Wow, you guys have a real grip on reality here. <laughs> I'm actually not anything like Spock. I am actually more like a uh, T-1000 Terminator. <laughs> no, a think, skeleton wrapped in I, human I, flesh.
1: Channel. Uh, I think Jay has to
2: channel his inner Spock. I think that you know. That's, yeah, let me go smoke of twenty packs of cigarettes. I'll channel Spock. That's a good point. It's a good point. Very good. Well, hey, Ken. what do you think about Captain Kirk dissing him and not going to his funeral? He didn't. No. Oh. Did, nope. you, did William, you hear about that, Ken? William, I did not know that. William Shatner was at a uh, function that he had in uh, Florida, and he, no, it's true, and the uh, look it up. And um, he uh, he was in Florida, and of course the funeral was over on the West Coast. Yeah, and uh, he couldn't make it. Well, that's unfortunate. That's very unfortunate.
4: He's telling the truth.
2: Thank you. Thanks Um, for piping in there. Candy sprinkles.
4: William Shatner chose to uh, honor his paid engagement, his paid appearance in Florida, versus going to Linder Nimoy's
3: funeral
2: a friend of over 50 years.
4: Well, I heard they weren't so friendly sometimes.
2: Well, but was well, was the rest of the cast there? Yes. I don't know. See, O'Hura was there. Yep. Uh Mr. Sulu was there. Sulu? Who's uh, awesome? Who's the gay fellow? Yeah, that's him. Sulu. No. Sulu was the Russian guy. Who's the Asian guy? Sulu. Asian? <laughs> He's a Sulu?
4: That's Mr. Sulu.
2: George Takei. George
3: Takai. Yes. Takei. Okay. yes. Yeah, yeah. We love George Takai. He's always he awesome. there. Very funny. It's Takai. It's Takai, Takai. Tomato, tomato. T- let's
2: call the whole thing off.
3: Hey, Dr. Beck, I appreciate you coming in on this episode. I appreciate you giving us some feedback from the Boise uh, games. Um, I hope you throw safe and long. Yes?
2: Yes. So He's in the beer garden. My, He's not even listening to this anymore.
1: No, uh, high, high point was the caber toss. I got at 12 o'clock on the caber. I was very happy. I threw long. I threw far. And now, uh, you know, I, I hope I hope that van from the retirement home comes soon. I don't know how long I can stay out here. <laughs> throw,
2: throw long and prosper.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
3: <laughs> Take care. Be good, Ken. Love you. Later.
1: alright right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
3: I always love it when Dr. Beck stops by. You
2: never know what you're going to get. Well, depending on what time of day it is. (laughs) I don't think he started drinking yet. Oh, he's been drinking. No, but he's still throwing. He's not quite done. He wasn't getting mad at me. Ah. All right. That is loud as fuck. I mean, loud It sounds good. Fuck. It sounds good.
3: Kandi Sprinkle's doing her version of the uh, Lord of the Dance. Is that Lord of the Dance or River Dance? River Dance. Isn't it the same thing? No. It's not? No. Do that again. Your boobs bump. I'll go up and down when you do that. I like that. Who, me? Yeah, you too. Okay. <laughs> uh, Big Daddy, we are back. We're back for segment two. Segment two. And this is uh, the music is, of course, the wonderful um, Chieftains. Oh, yes, the oh, Chieftains. The Chieftains. Yeah. I love the Chieftains. They are fantastic. I do like them. And um trying to so This is uh, an opening medley. It's basically a, a grouping of a variety of things. But it's got drums, it's got whistles, it's got fiddlers. It's got it's
2: Irish music. Of course it has it's, whistles and drums and fiddlers. It's diddly music. They got diddly stuff. You don't on. know diddly squat. You don't know diddly squats. I know Bo Diddley. Do you? <laughs> yes, I do. All right. Hey, um, so segment two, Big Daddy. Yeah, segment
3: two is all about the Arnold Classic. The music, Arnold Classic, classic uh, musings and interviews. Yeah.
2: Yep, it's going to be great because the the good thing is is uh, you got to go to it and had a lot of fun, and I didn't.
3: <laughs> I
4: didn't either.
2: <laughs> I know. That's I, my I favorite. Home. My favorite part about the whole thing. I know. So let me start hey, by at going. At least
4: you got a freaking T-shirt.
2: Let I me. was supposed to go to that thing. I always wanted to go to it, and then he went. I know. But you know that's okay. I am sorry. Let me start
3: by saying I am sorry. I here's how sad I was about being there alone. Okay, I, and here's what happened for Talk Nation. I Haas had a work requirement on a Friday before the weekend uh, festivities at the Arnold, and I was in Ohio. And I flew into Detroit, I went to my and I had meetings on Friday. And and then it also came up that I needed to be also in Ohio in Dayton, Ohio,
2: for a meeting on Monday. Oh speaking of which. Yes. Do you know what's high in the middle and round at both ends? Hmm. Oh, hi, oh. <laughs> Get it? Yes, very good. Nah. You fit right in there. Nah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um and and it was logistically, I I literally would have had to have flown home on uh, Friday or Saturday and then come back on Sunday. So it was just ridiculous. I just stay over, right? Yeah. And then I and then I realized, wait a minute, the Arnold is that weekend. You realized? Yeah. Well, no, Candy Sprinkles actually said the Arnold's that weekend. I'm like, it is. Thank you. Huh. Okay. So I got the I got the uh, pass from the warden to go and stay over. Nice, And, uh, and I, it was two wardens because I felt very bad that my big daddy could not go with me. But I, um, I chose to stay over. So I got to go to the Arnold Classic, which is in Columbus, Ohio. It actually happens Thursday through Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I was
2: there for Saturday and Sunday. And um, I would have been sick anyway. I came down with a bug that weekend. It's, yeah, everybody was sick. Not me. What
3: I was sick of is sick in the eyeballs, <laughs> because I'm telling you what, so my first impressions are this, and I've got some recordings, and we'll kind of pop those in and out of this conversation, because I'd like you guys to hear a few of them, and then comment on, mm-hmm. on what you're thinking. Um, but I, I got a couple interviews, and the, um, the first thing is, it's obviously, it's, so it's, it's been around for quite a while. It's um, It obviously started as just bodybuilding, but has evolved into just about every power uh, athletic scenario, plus non. Um, over 50 different yeah.
2: events that are happening. At I read the program, thing. my friend. Uh, I'd like to know where pickleball became a power sport, okay? <laughs> pickleball. I played they, that in junior high school.
3: They have fencing, pickleball. There's an entire gymnastics meet. Now, that was pretty cool because... I would never actually seen okay. the the uh, older gymnasts, it, you know, men and women doing their full thing, and I was we were really close watching them do the it, which yeah, was
2: cool. Disc golf, they which had is basically fucking frisbee. They disc had the golf, yep. the
4: pole fitness national championships. Oh yeah, it's the
2: strippers, strippers class. Yes, yes. Wow, did yep. you watch that? Uh, Hang upside down by your heels, ladies. I did not. I did not. You plead the fifth on that one, don't you? Honestly? I do. Yes, I do. They um, have the table tennis challenge the thing the the thing that I can tell you is that
4: dance fitness you know what that is that 's the old Crystal Light aerobics championship <laughs> from the eighties. <80s>. That thing <laughs> was awesome
2: wow, yeah, but they also have the fifty plus dance sport championship hello broken hip
4: that 's ball that 's ballroom dancing they call it dance sport
2: <laughs> oh interesting Isn't that Ballroom dancing is called dance sport <laughs> yes <laughs> that 's interesting oh, Jesus well if you 're Fred to i suppose um they so have they have one more they have okay, chess, really. They, wow they, they did, really? That's exhausting Yeah Well, he's got to
3: hold his arm up for like two seconds can you imagine? To move
2: that piece So we're, we need the chess guys and the strongman competitors To come over to the center of the room so we can take a picture
3: Wait a minute, maybe the chess
2: board is like huge with 50 pound pieces You got to move around the board Now that would be cool Or maybe the chess pieces are actual the guys who play chess And the guys who move them are the strongman Could be yeah. Could be
4: Oh, human chess would be awesome
2: That'd be cool, yeah uh, it'd be like wizards chess in uh, Harry Potter. Potter, or Dungeons and Dragons. I know you like to play that, you geek. I I have never played
3: Dungeons. You're and a Dragons. liar. I do not he play, know. He how doesn't
4: play Dungeons and Dragons. He plays Risk, and then <laughs> his Boom Boom Island game.
2: I found a bunch of pieces in your truck one day when you weren't looking.
4: Wow, it's like Pick on <laughs> Hoss Day.
2: <laughs> it's Pick on Hoss Day on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah,
4: Sorry, we're just, you know, you travel all the time, we miss you.
2: You got a Brown and an O'Neill. we're going after you later. I know.
4: You travel all the time, we miss you. This is how we show we love you.
3: (laughs) By giving me shit and making me feel terrible, like I want to leave again. Tell you what, I'm going to leave tomorrow. Yeah, I (laughs) dare you. I'm going to Orlando, screw you. Again? Yes, I'm leaving. I'm sorry. So I had
2: a Mickey Mouse for me. So listen, here's the deal.
4: Okay, so what were your first impressions?
3: Well, I was overwhelmed by first of all the amount of people that the entire Columbus downtown is taken over by fat necks and rednecks and strong men and all that it's just crazy yeah. right fitness people it's cool to see and then when you get to the convention center it is a sea of all different kinds of people the people watching is amazing you'll hear this in some of the interviews I mean we're talking you know uh, as I posted, it's like bedazzled gene affliction shirt hell for some of it. Bunch a bunch of guys that are orange and look like they're from you know the Jersey Shore, and okay. then and then you've got you know obviously fitness professionals that are just kind of normal looking. You've got. Big, burly, strong mankinds that you know that look like they haven't showered in a couple of days, humongous beards, wearing whatever they found on the floor that morning, <laughs> right, walking around, and then just everyday jokers. It's, yeah. it's an absolute
2: sea of humanity, which we is fantastic. Lollipops. A lot guys with big upper bodies and no legs.
4: What was the yeah. SQ? The SQ. The SQ. Silicone quotient.
3: Oh. Oh. Well, there was a lot. It's probably 90%. There was a lot of very lean, very orange, very uh, muscular,
2: Bo- fake boobs. Bodacious.
3: Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of that. There was. Um, what was totally awesome, and you'll see this in some of the clips, is I got to, uh, first of all, meet someone I'd not known before, a woman named Erica Drinkard, who's a. Oregon, right? Strong woman, yep. and she's done a little bit of Highland Games, right? And so got to chat with her. I'm going to play an interview there, and then um, I got to watch obviously the pro strongman, and um, finally complete uh, my uh, stalking of. Uh, Hapthorpe bjornson yeah you got a picture with him I did yep. I did and um, and then um, I got to see one of our favorites Christy Scott oh yeah a thrower and uh, and powerlifter and she was a part of the uh, strong man strong woman competition and uh, did really well came in I think uh, second overall yeah second and um, I watched her um, struggle a little bit with an overhead press um, that they were doing. But she they had this um, um, event, Big Daddy, where you take um, a big round cylinder with handles on each side of the top, weighted differently. And you lift it up like a deadlift to a big staircase. And then you had to go up five cool. big staircase steps all Power the way stairs. to the top. Power stairs. Power yeah. stairs. And then they'd go down. They had to run down and grab the second one and go all the way to the top and get it across the line. It was for speed. Mm-hmm. And she killed that one she was so fast she,
4: she killed on i saw a video that someone posted she killed on the farmer's walk too she was just like speedy gonzalez compared to the other women in her
3: hmm. yeah in it, her it flight was, it was fun so um and then i caught up with matt vincent and i've got an interview with him which was cool i uh, he was there supporting the slingshot guys That's right and yeah. um so i got a, an interview with him um, so let's let's go off to a couple of those quick. I want to have you guys comment on a couple things and then um and then we'll go to the next segment. Okay. Okay. talk, this is Haas. I had to turn down the recording to a different level. This is insane. I'm at the Arnold. I am off stage to the right of the strongman competition and the boys are going through their deadlift. They're currently at eight hundred plus pounds. Uh, It is the uh, Hummer deadlift competition because they have uh, Hummer tires, three of them on each side of a bar. Uh, 862 pounds is the next one up. Of course, uh, I've screwed up the recording device, and it's almost out of power, so I'm going to do this as far as I can. Bill Kazmaier is on the mic talking to the crowd, telling them a little bit about what's going on, uh, and up soon, I believe, is going to be Hapthor Bjornsson, my man, the mountain, from Game of Thrones, I've been stalking this guy, as we know, on the podcast, I think he's going to be amazing, comes 862, I'll be back when Hapthor's up, okay, for Talk Nation, this is Haas, I'm back at the Arnold, and uh, here's what uh, the, here's what it sounds like when I've got the ambient noise going.
0: I see Hapthor Bjornsson talking up.
3: It's loud. That's all I can say. And I believe Hapthor Bjornson, the mountain, is going to be on. If you can hear that, the announcer just said it's going to be 1,005 pounds for Hapthor's first lift. They have three lifts to get this uh, score in against the uh, competition. This is the third event. The um, the first two events, uh, Hapthor is now in second, uh, or tied for second. He's now coming in at 1,007. Tied for second place, coming in. This is his first lift. We've already had several members of their squad go out at 800 and change for, their, for a couple lifts. Here comes 4. He approaches the bar. I'm on his side. I can see his profile.
0: He believes if you can't deadlift, you don't serve
3: to He's got three tires plus weight on
0: there.
3: He's wrapping up around the bar right now, he's chalked up. He's got wrist supports. He has no shoes on. He's um, got a bit of a wide stance to get sorted. He's getting wrapped up. The judge, raises his hand. The clock will start. Slightly, slightly beyond shoulder width his feet. The judge raises his hand. The clock begins. Hepthorne looks out, gets a feel for the ball. Starts to pull and then lets it back down. Get a feel for that bar. He goes after it one more time. There it comes. Second time he misses it. He has 14 seconds. He now now has 10 seconds. He has 1,000 pounds. He's got to get this up or he's not going to have a shot. Oh, my God. He He three attempts and does not get a lift. What is going on with my Hapthor? He's got to go back and rethink about this. He's still got two more lifts. Still more, two more lifts. We out for the next.
1: Okay.
3: Okay, for talk, Hapthor is back. He is on that mic. Okay, he's wrapping up. He's psyched up. He's got to get this. His second left, his second attempt. He's wrapped. He's now putting himself in position. Feeder in place. The judge starts the clock. 30 seconds. He's going to pop her out. Up he goes. Up he goes. Up he goes. Oh, no, not again. He's got 20 seconds. 15 seconds. Bangs his forehead forehead against the bar. He's really struggling with that weight, and he can't get it up. He's gone too heavy, too fast. Too heavy, too fast.
2: Okay, Big Daddy. There it was. Yes, indeed, man. I wish I was there. That's only a lot of fun. Oh,
3: man. So let me tell you, I missed you two so much in not having you there to riff with and talk about all of that I was seeing that when I went uh, back to my hotel room for two nights in a row, I put the podcast on and just set it by the bed and let it play so I could hear you guys' voices.
2: That's the lionest thing you've ever seen. I
3: swear to God, I even laughed at myself <laughs> no, because
2: I'm I like, think he's, he's telling the truth. Because I'm like,
4: Daddy, I'm
2: like, I, I need to hear the voices, and
3: I was kind of funny. What a sweetheart.
2: Um, anyway, so first of all, the noise. I did the same thing. Did you when you were gone? Yeah. Yeah. I put on a, a video you throwing on cable, I think, and then I was <laughs> had the podcast on and got my extra large jar of Vaseline. <laughs> <laughs> That's not right. My skin gets dry at night. (laughs) That's not right. Um, First of all,
3: noise. It was just noisy. Oh, yeah. You could tell from the
2: recording, right? That's a lot of people in a small spot. Well, not small, but, I mean, you know, in a big forum like that.
3: Second of all, now, you know, again, I've never been to the Arnold before, and I've, you know, I'm new to this whole strongman stuff, so educate me, Big Daddy, because this is crazy. So, I've I've been stalking. You know why it's in Columbus, Ohio? Um. My guess was, from talking about it with a couple other people, because a bunch of people asked me, like, why in God's name, of all places in the world, is it in Columbus, Ohio? Mm -hmm. The investigative thought I had was that Rogue, uh, which is the big equipment company, is from Columbus, makes all their gear in Columbus, and they maybe were an early sponsor with Arnold, and that's why they put it there? Mm -hmm. Am I close? Nope.
4: I think it's because the Columbus Chamber of Commerce... At 30 years ago whenever desperately needed something
3: and
2: their and their sponsor, and their motto was get to the job ah uh. yeah yeah you're absolutely wrong uh, the reason why is yes. because that was Arnold's first pro win was in Columbus Ohio really yeah as a matter of fact at, <laughs> at what show Mr Olympia? Okay.
4: Why was Mr. Olympia in Columbus? Does it rotate?
3: Back in those days,
2: they were all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about the 70s, you know. How amazing. So
3: because it was that fond of him, he went to Columbus and said, I mean, Rogue
2: could have helped, I would assume. Rogue wasn't around back then. Really? Rogue is a young company. They have not been around that long. Okay. Interesting. Uh, Rogue has kind of come up with the CrossFit thing. Now, that's what that's what's really helped them make their name.
3: Now I thought I heard though that like I mean the Arnold has been going around for a long time like since the late eighties.
2: Yeah, Arnold. Uh, he was the first. Bodybuilder to have his own classic, he called the Arnold Classic, of course. But it wasn't originally
3: in Columbus. It, well, it started in Columbus in like 2002 or something like that.
2: I mean, it's always it? been in Columbus, has it? Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. And if you did, you see the big statue of Arnold in front of the expo? I did. I was yeah. I I was going to
3: take a picture, and then there's too many kids, right. There's big bronze statue, kind of like the Rocky statue yeah. of him in pose yeah. right in front of the convention center.
2: He's got, uh, you know, that's basically, you know, Columbus is kind of in his heart. Yeah. Did you know that that Arnold Schwarzenegger graduated from the University of Wisconsin-Duluth? No, I did not know that. That's where he got his bachelor's degree. Well, there you go.
4: I did not know that, so he's a, lot a, of people a don't. bulldog.
2: Sure, Yeah, but that's where he... University
4: he, of Wisconsin-Duluth, that doesn't make sense.
2: I know you don't like it, but it's true. Interesting. Look it up.
4: Duluth is in Minnesota.
2: Okay, then what is it? What's up there then? Uh, superior. Superior. It's one of those way up there on the point. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. But yeah, thanks for correcting me on the show in front of all the people. Yeah, she's good at that. That's yeah. what I do. Yeah. She's good at you that. You know, I remember the beginning of the show when she didn't want her mic on because she didn't want to talk. Yeah, can we do what that, again? that? What happened to that? Can I'm, we turn that off? Just wondering. I know. <laughs> um,
3: so, um, as we've discussed, I have had uh, a bit of a. Throwers, strong man, man crush, stalking of Hapthor Bjornsson. That's true. He's Icelandic and he's cool and he's strong. I'm not, I actually don't even watch Game of Thrones, so I had no idea he was the mountain
2: and any of that kind of crap. Yeah, I don't watch it either.
3: I just thought he was a strong ass cool guy.
2: Did he did de- 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 University Wisconsin Superior. University of Wisconsin Superior. Sorry, is where he which went. is right next to Duluth.
3: Not where Hapthor went to school, but where, where Arnold, Arnold did. Yes. Okay. That's right. That's right. Okay. So um, I it was cold. To, so Hapthor's is going to be there. I I told everybody, I'm, I'm going to go meet this guy or at least get a picture with him or something. Right. So I went and there was an opportunity after the WAB challenge that they had, mm-hmm. which, of course, I went to go interview Matt Vincent to find him. Right. And while he. While I was doing that, they do the Wob challenge, and I missed the whole damn thing. Go figure. Yeah, figures. Um, but he's still hanging out. He's in kilt. He's hanging out, taking some pictures with another strong man. Right. And that strong man you knew from looking at the picture. Mike Burke. Mike Burke. Yep. Also a very large man. Oh, yeah, 6'6", six, six and 350. There you go. And I'm standing there, six three two eighty, 280, yep. and I'm standing next to Hapthor, 6'9", 400-something. Right. And uh, it's obvious. It's obvious that they are bigger people. They're large humans. They, yes. Haas,
4: I'm looking at the picture right now that he yes. texted to me. Yes. Haas looks like a child. And if you've ever met Haas, he's...
3: Well, I felt like a child in front of them.
4: <laughs> he's an imposing
3: Anyway, it was person. cool. It was cool. I, just, I mean, all I got to say was thanks. You know, appreciate it, right? No no, no uh, large chat or anything, but it was cool. But, okay, so what you heard in the recording is I was watching while they were competing. So right. this is the third event of the Strongman competition, and they were doing a deadlift, basically a modified deadlift. So they're yeah. standing on a slightly elevated stage because they're using Hummer tires mm-hmm. as the plates yep. for this extra long bar. And they are um, either wearing shoes or socks, however they like to deadlift. Right. And um, they started at, I think, like 760-ish pounds, yeah, somewhere it was, in it was that seven something. Yeah, 7-something, yeah. And, um, and now, um, what you heard was Hapthor went in fairly high and did not make a weight. Right. Now, and and you were explaining to me what they, they get, how many attempts? Three, and that's it. Three total. So you got to decide when you're going to get in, to at least get a score, and right. then and then what you're going to do for trying to go up, right? Yeah,
2: and it's, it's, you don't go in cold. A lot of people think, oh my god, they're just going up to 800 pounds and picking it up. No, there's a back room where they where they warm up and all that stuff. Same with the overhead. You know, they've yep. got uh, different sizes. Like um, the really cool thing about this show. Is it is the it's probably the heaviest. It is the heaviest show on earth. It, everything is immensely heavy. Okay. There's five events. Uh, the big one that I really like is the dumbbell, yeah, uh, one arm dumbbell overhead, and that dumbbell weighs 274 pounds. It's an exact replica of the one that Louis seer was, uh, the Canadian strongman, was um, famous for. Right. Um, Rogue actually manufactured it to the direct, the exact. Statistics of that dumbbell. Wow! So it looks and feels exactly like that one would have looked and felt. Cool. And um, th- that one still is available. It's still uh, it's in a museum. That's why they, you know, of course, not going to use it. You know. Okay. But um, you know, it's a single, basically clean up to the shoulder and press overhead.
3: Yeah. Wow.
2: So it's amazing. So they have you know they have smaller ones in the back, right? So that they can you know get warmed up before they go onto the stage. Right. Right. But you know, really cool.
4: Do they have to yeah. do each arm, or they just pick their strongest arm?
2: You can do either or. You can switch arms too. So you could do like two, for, or, two or three reps. with yeah. If you okay. most of the guys finished, you know the, the. If you're really super strong, you can clean it. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you're immensely really super strong, you can clean it and press it. Hmm. And if you're the, a maniac, you can do it twice. Wow! And we they had guys Brian Shaw did it six times. He won, the Arnold. Wow, um, excuse me. Another large human being, Brian yes. Shaw is six eight and four forty. He was big. He's a big dude. He was big. And Does he have to um, clean
4: and press it six times, or just clean it and then press it six times.
2: Clean and press. Wow. 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 Now, so yeah, it's a, and it, so it's a very exhausting, and you only have seventy five seconds to do it.
3: Right. Yeah. Everything's time. Yeah. And so for this deadlift thing that I saw, um, obviously Thor was feeling strong. And what his strategy was to go in pretty heavy because he went in at like 900 and some pounds and he did not get, okay. um, up the first attempt and then tried again at that same weight a second time. Right. And then, and then, um, the, the talk around the area where I was, I was actually standing with a bunch of the amateur strong men and women competitors and they he he passed then at the next couple weights, and he waited till it went up to over a thousand, with the thought that the bar bends so much, and because he is so tall, he might have mechanically a better lever position where he's actually already starting to stand up because he's only pulling like three of the tires off the ground, and then the fourth ones are touching, and then you and you're you know you're more standing up, and then you get into that position.
2: Yeah, when you lock out, it's heavier.
3: Yeah, but um, but. Again, it went against him because he didn't even get the three tires up off the ground. So it, he just he wasn't ready for it,
2: right? And that's and, and he's already done events before that too.
3: Yeah. So and he you was know? like in second place at that time. So that dropped him right out of uh, contention.
2: Oh yeah. If you zero in that, you're done. Yeah. yeah. It's it, yeah.
3: that was an unfortunate mistake on his part.
2: And you know, and it, you know, I always say this. You know, no matter how strong you are, you really need a good coach. You should have a manager, somebody that um you know can manage number one your equipment your prep your backstage you know handling of weights warming up and then your your strategy you know when i was a power lifter we did a lot of strategy it wasn't always about you know who can lift the heaviest sometimes when you're really close to somebody it's who screws up and makes a mental error and takes too big of a jump right you don't want to be that guy you want to be the guy that's just under that yeah you know and you know you know having a good coach slash manager is a big deal and i think if he had maybe a little bit more or you know or maybe he didn't listen to his coach you know who knows right. you know right. he may have done better so well, I found, the, I found the main stage Rocky, area. Rocky, Rocky, you got to have a manager. That's right.
3: <laughs> I found the main stage area is pretty cool. You know, you can watch most everything. There's not much you can't get and see for the mm-hmm. $15 entry, which I thought was pretty good. And they had all kinds of side shoot stuff because they had Olympic lifting. I watched some of the women Olympic lifters doing their thing, yeah. which was kind of cool. It's a
2: big, it's a big lift competition there. It's Fiona. huge.
3: And they were doing, you know, uh, I watched the... Um, I watched the. I, I went for a walk, and and the other thing I'll have to say about my impressions is, it is essentially in the main uh, area of the expo center. Every other vendor is either uh, some kind of supplement company or some T-shirts or mm-hmm. or you know uh, gear, gear. Yeah. Right, that's all it is, and everybody's you know jockeying for taking a picture with some you know fake big, big boob woman who's all rock or some uh, uh former olympian yeah. who's um all jacked and you know that huge arms body all that kind of bodybuilder type, body yeah, type yeah. stuff like that things like that um the um the other thing that i found um fascinating was the um God, i just lost my train of
2: thought you started thinking about no nah, i don't remember what i was thinking about but you're uh, talking about the you know the booze yeah, was did
4: you go to the X Pole Fitness booth?
3: No, I did not go to the X Pole Fitness booth because they were there. Yes, well, is
4: that where you lost your train of thought?
3: No, I didn't, and it was <laughs> a good one.
2: But I will. I'll go on to the. Let's well, uh, let, let's talk about the the winner. The winner of the Arnold Strongman was Brian Shaw. Yes, from uh, I think it's Fort Lupkin, Colorado. hmm Uh, real good guy, super nice guy. I've actually met him. Uh, just a very humble, young dude, you know. Used to play basketball. He was a big-time basketball player. Yeah. As was Haptor. Yep. And one, um, uh, if you really want to kind of get a feel for these guys, if you go on YouTube and you go to the Rogue channel, they do, like, a getting ready for the Arnold prep. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And they have these guys. They had one on Mike Burke. They had one on uh, Brian Shaw. They had one on Zydrunas Zavikis. Right. And, you know, you can't talk about Strongman without talking about Zydrunas. Yeah. Okay, he's won it seven times. He's amazing. He's won World's Strongest Man four. Yeah. No one's ever done that before. And nobody ever won, uh, you know, that many in in the short time that he has. But Brian Shaw is the only one ever to win the Arnold and the World's Strongest Man the same year. Wow. Which Mm, is amazing because, you know, World's Strongest Man is – it's not as heavy as the Arnold. The Arnold is, you know, a lot heavier, very taxing, Yeah, obviously, if you're yeah. super strong. I mean, their yoke was 1,500 pounds. Yeah. The yoke walk was 1,500 pounds. It yeah. was huge. When I did strong, man, the heaviest yoke I ever had to do was 800 pounds. Yeah. So 700 pounds is less than that. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. So it's
4: like the you're um, a Prius on your
2: back. Right. And, you know, the, the organizer of the event, uh, Dr. Terry Todd... Who's been uh, in powerlifting and strongman for many, many years back in the '60s and '70s? He was a powerlifter himself. Um, he, you know, back when I was training with Jesse Murundi, who was a, a, a pro strongman who took second in the world. Yeah, we've talked about Jesse before. Yeah, all honor to his name. Jesse, uh, I remember he used to get so frustrated with Terry Todd. You know, I was on, I was talking to him one day. He was on the phone with him when Terry Todd called. Yep. And he was just pissed off, and he couldn't really. Say what he wanted to say on the phone because you don't really want to fuck with this guy because you'll be black blackballed out of the Arnold, right? Right. But I remember him hanging up the phone and saying, "That son of a bitch." <laughs> you know, because basically he told him he didn't think he was beefy enough. Mm. Okay, he was tall, but he was he was he thought he was too skinny to be oh. in the Arnold. Wow. But you know, Jesse was just as strong as everybody else. You know, and eventually he got in like the next year. I believe. Right. So um yeah but you know Dr Todd knows a lot about strength he's a historian as well you know yep. So um he run a good
3: show that's cool. I mean, they had uh, people who were inducted into the Power, you know, Strongman Hall of Fame there and various things like that. the The Rogue Booth was humongous. Their their sponsorship. They're spending a ton of money at this place. It they was are a making really, a ton of money. The, it was the coolest booth. They had all the equipment, all the gear. They had a bench press in there. They were doing various, you know, uh, people getting to be able to see how much they could press and things like that, and getting oh. to warm up and stuff. Um, I remembered the thing I'd forgotten. I got to watch the Power. Uh, bench press competition, the extreme bench press competition, and uh, i don't know where this is going. I was texting you about this, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and Jay had told Big Daddy had told me about this before, right? The fact, and he and he has had power lifting, uh, you know, suits that help with um, assisting lifts, right? Yeah. And it's become kind of big, right? Not
2: not what they have today, but and yeah.
3: when it, and it's become big in the, it's become so big that people have actually now reversed and gone back to let's just do raw lifting, God forbid, right? What is the thank pur- God? What is the purpose of doing this, right? So here comes these extreme finals of the powerlifting or for the bench press, and these guys walk out. And first, I'm like, oh my God, they're huge! They're so huge that their arms are pronated forward, and they can't like. They, they need look to, like T-Rexes? They need to work... Yeah, they look like T-Rexes. I'm like, what's wrong with them? And then I realized that every single one of them had this rubber, basically like a um Dicky <laughs> a rubber Dickie Dicky a rubber dickie, A rubber Dickie well <laughs> if I had a rubber Dickie in rubber my rear dickie. end, I'd bench a ton they had a rubber they had this rubber shirt that they're wearing but it the back of the shirt it's it, there's no back to the shirt it's just sleeves mm. and this front thing they're basically wearing a slingshot basically right Did it and that's take where the Jurassic slingshot Park came the front and, no yeah, and sponsors and they they literally <laughs> got their arms all forward and they get into their position and now the one thing that's impressive is because they're pro uh, bench pressers, they can arch their spine in a way that is significant. Oh, yeah. They develop that. You develop this spine thing because people pull their belt down and their butt comes up and there's a significant bend to the spine.
2: Right. Because the rule is you can't lift your butt off the bench.
3: Right. So the butt's up, they're down. I noticed a couple things. One, the grip was significantly wide. Mm-hmm. I mean, way out. They are way out here, nowhere near coming down
2: in any kind of parallel So, like, their fashion. hands are
3: by the
4: plates.
2: Not quite that far. No, that's just too wide. That's but way you too You know where far. The, the machine rings are? Yeah. Right there. Yeah, they're yeah. right there. So They the, can't go past them, but they can touch them.
3: Now, and now, for me, I mean, because I am a tall person and fairly lanky arm-wise, when I got my hands there, it actually beautiful. doesn't look... Like these, these guys are shorter guys. They were like five eight, five ten, five six. Five ten's not short. We've no, bo- we've not. gone over this. before. That's right. And they, but but <laughs> their hands out in that spot really looked wide. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. And they again, their arms, someone,
4: their arms are nearly extended. There's so, not much bend in the elbow. There's much. not
3: much bend in the elbow. Right. And then they would, and then they'd help them up with it, and they would let it go. Right. And of course, they they are. You know what's it called, Candy? When you're doing the slow reverse. When when you're doing negative. negatives, right? It looks like a negative. So they've got eight hundred pounds on the bar, mm-hmm. and it looks like they're doing a slow negative, like you would to
4: themselves. Please don't crush my chest. No, they're
3: they're they're actually having to pull. <laughs> they're pulling it down. Yeah, that's so all... It's all. It's all back. It, they're pulling. They're it. rowing. They're it, are literally. The pull...
2: shirt won't allow it to come down. They're literally that's pulling the it, it
3: down. Yeah, and then. It would touch the chest and they would push to a lockout, but the bar movement from holding it without spot to the chest and back to a lockout
2: was no more <laughs> than four inches. Right. And they're really not even going to the chest, they're going to the top of their belly. They are. They're going right. up in yeah. the
3: stir- up in the lower part of your sternum. Right. And touching the top that like first row of of uh six pack abage yeah, like which when, I don't have. When you and I take our shirts off. Those, yeah. Yeah. those right. first two big beautiful muscles there that wink at you. It yeah. look like biceps. On everybody else, they look like yeah. Down to there and up. It's it was like four inches of movement. Well, so basically it's yeah. like
4: how I say I can do a pull up when I've got like three rubber bands under my foot.
3: I'm, I'm telling you, I'm texting big yeah. daddy yeah. and I'm like Listen, yeah. I, I don't want to put it past. I'm sure their raw bench is awesome, but it's more than mine. But I don't understand the point of this. The the final guys were up at 1,000 mm-hmm. pounds pressing this out for a three-inch press. And I'm like,
2: oh, how awesome. And I've known guys, and this is, this is no bullshit, all right? I've known guys that could use those shirts to their advantage to the point where, they, I mean, they train the shirt. That's what they do. They train to use the shirt. And they train it so much that... Their raw bench. So you got a guy that's benching, say, 750, 800 pounds. His raw bench might be four fifty. They're getting three hundred pounds out of some of these shirts. That's right. how ridiculous. Because right. they're like triple ply canvas. Yeah, it's crazy. When you have to pull the bench the, the bar down. Yeah. You know, because you can't. It won't. Gravity will not allow it to come down to your chest. Right. That. You know, you're getting a little bit out of that shirt. I think. Um, I think so. I mean, so and, it's
4: technology. It's. Technology. Well,
3: but but again, it
2: is and it's big money too. But again, shouts. There's to, a lot of money in those shirts. But again,
3: shouts to um, Mr. Bell in the slingshot. I mean, that's a tool by which you use to train to get stronger and bigger and right. you know that kind of thing. And this is like just different. It's just bizarre. <laughs> anyway, I found that interesting. Um, the, so let's let's do this. Let's pop to this next interview with the one, the only Matt Vincent. And then we'll come back and uh, finish this up. Cool. All right. All right for talk, Haas, at the Arnold. As you know, I am sitting in the audience. It's Sunday, and they are about to start the ancient art of mass wrestling. Vikings old, originated in the modern era from Russia they are going to wrestle over a stick. But it's Viking-oriented, so we'll see if it's worthy of Highland Games uh, admiration. I'll be back as soon as they start. I also have an interview coming up here, so uh, more more to come. On my way. Lightweight, Lightweight Mass awards are being given out. Lightweights we have a problem uh, at, on Fork Talk for lightweights. We give them unending grief because I think we, we think they should just eat more.
5: Could agree with that.
3: Would you? You don't compete in the lightweight
5: because I like to eat.
3: Yeah, that's good. No, but people who want a lightweight class because you know I'm smaller and I can't compete at the heavier weights. This is a podcast. You can't raise your your shoulders. Okay, we're gonna get right into this. I've already started the interview. I am with the one, the only Erica Drinkard. Do you pronounce it special because of the way it's spelled, or
5: like drink harder?
3: No. Yeah, like drink hard or drink. Do you do you have like a fancy way to say it?
5: Just drinkard. Just drinkered.
3: What's the derivation of that, by the way? Where where does it come from?
5: I think it might be German. I don't know.
3: (laughs) That would be a good assumption. Okay, so um, Erica is a strong woman competitor. This is your first year at the Arnold. Is that right?
5: Yep, first year.
3: And you are from?
5: Bend, Oregon, Redmond, Central Oregon.
3: Central Oregon. By the way, don't be afraid of the mic. I'm throwing it in your mouth because uh, it is super loud here and we can't hear ourselves think. So that's why I'm doing that, okay? Okay. So Erica has been polite enough to hang out with me for a couple days at the Arnold because she's a PNW athlete. You also have done some uh, Highland Games, correct?
5: Correct. Uh, About a year and a half ago, mostly.
3: And how did you like it?
5: It's fun. It's a nice break from Strongman. People are awesome, and the w- weights are light.
3: And the weights are light, she says. That's true. And so, you was your first day of competition here on Thursday?
5: No, we had uh, weigh-ins on Thursday, and then we competed Friday morning.
3: And you're, did you compete uh, here in the main hall?
5: Yeah, main expo center, back in the corner
3: back in the corner where the wwe adventure is now
5: yeah i'm slightly offended how they overtook our space
3: i know because it's a beautiful space actually it's got bleachers and everything
5: yeah they had quite a bit of room for us we had plenty of room to warm up and stretch and i thought it would be overwhelming with all the people but they they gave us plenty of room
3: and so for your first time ever competing at the Arnold, first of all congratulations for making that that's awesome um, how, do you, how did you do? I mean, did you accomplish what you wanted to? Or?
5: Yeah, I definitely accomplished what I wanted to. Breaking my ankle about five months ago, I only had, you know, half the time com- in training. So um, I didn't zero on any events, which, which was a big deal for me. And um, I, I finished everything kind of above and beyond what I wanted to do. So
3: That's awesome. And the rest of it, is it, I mean, this is your first time like mine, right? So you're just experiencing it. It's a, a unique experience as far as the chaos of serious athletics with just everyday jokers who've never lifted a weight in their life but like to come watch other people who do.
5: It's ridiculous, the demographic of people that are here. You could sit and people watch all day long. I think they definitely need to break this up into some bigger space next time.
3: <laughs> they could double the size of this place with how many people are here on a Saturday. It's insane.
5: Easily. You walk into the Expo Center, and it's completely crowded, and you think you could go get some fresh air outside, and there's just as many people waiting to get in.
3: <laughs> that is very true. And so, uh, so back in the Pacific Northwest, you uh, actually know a few throwers, right?
5: Yeah, quite a few.
3: So, give me the names of some.
5: Uh, Anthony, Chip McIrvin, Robin Kniebel. Um,
3: Shouts to you two jokers.
5: <laughs> uh, Ray Maybe.
3: Ray Maybe's is a member of the Dead, which is my throwing team for Kelso.
5: Sounds like a good place to be.
3: It is a good place to be. We're called the Dead because, one, we're drop-dead gorgeous. Two we're masters so we could drop dead at any moment and three all the rest of the competition can fucking drop dead
5: i like that See?
3: that's the kind of creativity you gotta have when you're you know not an elite athlete you gotta go for the style
5: that's awesome i like it
3: (laughs) so we're watching here in front of the moss wrestling yes and have you ever tried this
5: I have. I actually know uh, Ashley. She's about to compete right now.
3: Really? And, oh, my gosh. Wait a minute. Okay, so you're basically tug-of-war pulling, like, almost like a rowing motion. Right?
5: Yeah. It's like a deadlift sitting down almost.
3: Good. Wow. And you pull them over the trig. So you basically have a, a tall trig, feet against it, and you're pulling... You, can, you can't move your hands on the stick or can you after they're set
5: no you can't move your hands but as you're pulling you can move your feet across the board um, so you're basically you're trying to yank it out of their hands or pull them over
0: fantastic
3: so tell me a little bit about what it was what did you have to do to qualify to get to the Arnold's how, do, how does that happen
5: so there's a national, North American Strongman-sanctioned uh, competitions all over that you can uh, compete in. And to place for nationals, you have to place uh, anywhere between first and third place and then get invited to nationals, which are uh, October of every year. So at nationals, uh, you have to place a top three in your weight class to get invited to the Arnold. That's the only way for women here to to place for the Arnold
3: and and of all the events, another start. Sorry, I'm interrupting because we got a match going. Oh, oh. So if you pull the stick away from their hand, then they lose. Correct. So so combination grip strength, um, kind of a weird deadlift. Can you spit at them?
5: As long as they don't see it.
3: Oh, yeah, nice. Nice. So of all the events in the in the Strong Woman competition, um, what was your best event that you had in the preliminaries?
5: On Friday? Yeah, my best event was the farmer's carry. Uh, the middleweight women had 190 in each hand for 60 feet.
3: 190 pounds or kilos?
5: I would like to say kilos, but it was pounds.
3: 190 pounds in each hand. For uh, how far was the walk?
5: It was 60 feet.
3: 60 feet. And you came in fourth overall?
5: Yeah, fourth out overall out of there was 15 of us middleweights.
3: That's awesome. Really good. Really good. Because would you say you're now with so within your weight within your class, are you uh, on the small end, big end? Do you think you're a medium sized competitor, large? What, what, how would you? characterize yourself
5: i would say small just because i'm short but um i sit kind of in the middle of the pack for my weight um so i kind of i have an advantage of being shorter i can take quicker steps i'm closer to the ground for any lifting um but i, I would say i i have a good for my uh, how i hold my weight i'm at, at an advantage
3: excellent so, and, and when you're not powerlifting or pretending to be a Highland athlete, um, what do you do? What do you do for work?
5: I'm a real estate agent.
3: Selling homes. Nice.
5: Yep, I have my license. I work as an assistant for a big broker in town.
3: And uh, any, any family or kids?
5: I have a daughter. She's seven. Her name's Cadence. Cadence.
3: Cadence and she's i assume beautiful and awesome and all that
5: Of course she's she's pretty amazing
3: Does she does she have a does she has a concept yet of mom lifting all these heavy weights doing this competition
5: Oh yeah she goes to the gym with me about 90% of the time so she sees me lifting you know at least 3 ta- 3 days a week she goes with me Do you think do
3: you think that'll um, rub off on her do you think that she'll maybe lift herself
5: I sure hope so. I want to get a kids' class going at our gym, but so far, as long as it's not busy, she goes in there. She, she's got some crazy pull-ups, and she can shimmy her way up the up the pull-up bar, and she hangs and climbs and goes nuts in there. So
3: Fantastic. Um, so then, of course, the big question uh, that all four talk listeners always want to know on interviews is, what is your favorite Highland event? And why? And remember that the name of the podcast is called Fork Talk. So N- no no pressure. No, you, it can be anything you want, actually. I don't mind.
5: Sheaf is fun, but uh, I would say Wob's my favorite.
3: Okay. Wait over bar. And what is your personal best on Wobb?
5: Oh, gosh. I don't remember. 14, 13? 12. That sounds
3: about right. Somewhere between 12 and 14 feet. As a powerlifter, you would have a uh, good extension on that. It's a longer motion than you're used to though.
5: Yeah, I've got some shoulder injuries, so a lot of the Highland Games throwing doesn't doesn't like it. So
3: More shrugs.
5: <laughs> we don't shrug.
3: <laughs> you don't shrug. You don't want traps that hang off the back of your neck.
5: I don't know. That's pretty sexy for a girl.
3: <laughs> this is true. This is true. Um, you you were telling me, though, you said, oh, sheaf's okay, but you you actually had some really good height on your sheaf when you first started.
5: Yeah, my first sheaf was in Winston, and I think I got like 23 feet, and then I did it a second time, going in all cocky, like, oh, I got this, and then I, I don't think I got over 18
3: that happens all the time that happens all the time people come in it's a natural thing they feel good about it then they think oh this is easy and then they get it gets in their head instead of the automatic part of it
5: yeah and i don't train for highland games i don't maybe one day i will but it's for fun right now
3: all right Folk talk i am over at the slingshot booth and i am with the one the only matt vincent what up matt what's up how are you guys uh, thanks for being here on Fort Chalk once again. The man, the myth, the legend. You're uh, supporting um, Mr. Bell here in the Slingshot booth, yes?
0: Yeah, it's been great. Uh, Mark's been a good friend the last couple of years, and I uh, had a chance to come out and work the booth and be around and see what I can do to help these guys. And how it, how's it feel to be not the biggest man in the room? There's not a lot of rooms that I'm the biggest guy. I'm just not not large, especially dealing with the Hapthor, or hell, my brother, for that matter, growing up. I've always been the little one. That's true, but... Your uh, your range of motion and your quickness will kill them. That's right. I gotta be fast. I can punch good and then run like hell. <laughs> um, and you've been to Arnold multiple times now, right? Yeah, this is my third year. I competed the last two, and then this year I'm just here helping as a uh, helping as a sponsored athlete. Uh, what, what
3: did you compete in here previously? I mean, in Highland Games, but something else like powerlifting or uh, no, no Highland Games two years. Okay. Cool. And so it's my first time. I'm amazed at the sea of people, both both people bedazzled jeans wearing
0: as well as just proper ugly-looking bastards who are super strong. It, it's a proper freak show. Um, but that's part of the appeal is, you know, at least at the end of the day, everybody here is interested in fitness in some way, shape, or form. At least they care about trying to make themselves better or at least pick up some free uh, free products the best they can, so... You know, it's been a really positive crowd. You know, you don't see a lot of drama for this many people crammed in a small space. It's really nice. I've got a compliment for you, actually. I was uh, I ran into some guys at a bar, and uh, and they happened to be
3: at my hotel. So the next morning, and they're Green Bay Packer fans. I was giving them shit about being a Seattle guy, and I should buy them a beer and all that crap. But um, uh, they asked what I was doing. I told them I, I do Highland Games stuff. And the first name that came out, they said, oh, there's this guy I wanted to go meet. His name's Matt Vincent. And I'm like, you know him? He's like, anybody who's in
0: lifting, powerlifting knows you. That was a nice compliment. That's a great compliment. I'm waiting for my two fans to show up, though. so. Well, I found one of them. That sounds awesome. One of these days, they'll make it all the way over here, and I'll <laughs> finally get to shake a hand. <laughs> that
3: was awesome. So how is the uh, season's prep going? Because you
0: got the main season coming
3: up pretty soon.
0: Yeah, it's been good. The off uh, was really, really strong for me. I've lost, you know, it's still down in body weight to about 265, but strength right now for me is kind of a all time high. So it's, it took a year to really get the strength back under me after losing the weight. So now this season's going to be really good, which is going to be important because McKim looks strong as shit again. So big surprise there. What um, what would you give
3: advice to the Fort Talk Nation relevant to if they if they shed a little weight? so they feel a little lighter, a little quicker. But, it, you know, obviously you need to um, adjust
0: your mechanics maybe in some way. Or, I mean, wh- how's the best way to handle that? It's still going to be repetition. So, I mean, you're still going to need to get out and throw or you need to get in and lift. Your leverages are going to change with the weight loss. Even, you know, even 10 or 15 pounds, especially if you're throwing something that's 56 pounds, the, you know, the percentage of what you're throwing versus how much you weigh is going to change. So you've got to go out and get those repetitions to get used to it and find your balance again. So it's, it's repetition, repetition, repetition. I mean, even me, like like right now, I'm only throwing probably once a week, but as this starts ramping up and we start getting towards some of the bigger games in May, I'll be throwing three or four times a week. And that, it's key. I can't, you know, I can keep things pretty much together right now, going to train and, and go throw even, you know, with not a lot of training, I've got the repetition in me from before, but I don't have a gas pedal right now. I can't, I can't go 100%. So to be able to find that, you've got to have the rep so everything takes care of itself. So that's the big recommendation is get out there and throw and do whatever sport it is you're going to compete in. Power lifting or throwing, it's got to be, you've got to be comfortable with that weight and that movement enough that you can just turn it on and hit the gas.
3: All right, I get that. Um, and the uh, remind me, now, are, are, do you like to lift a little bit during the season? I mean, because you, you, obviously you transition more to throwing and, and repetition uh, during the season, but do you do still lift a little bit?
0: Yeah, I still do a three-day-a-week uh, lifting and uh, all year. And uh, throughout the season I do that, and I'll taper off or finish my three-day-a-week. You know, sometimes I'll compete Saturday, Sunday, and fly home Monday, train Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and of course, I the volume and the weight goes down, and I'll be throwing more in training too. But I always get my lifts in. All
3: right, awesome. Hey, well, thanks for talking with me. It's great to see you as always. Thanks for being such an awesome emissary of the sport. Even though our, I think the fringe, uh, the the
0: mass wrestling guys, they could be as fringy and weird as we are. Perfect, perfect. Because that is a, I got a chance to uh, play a little bit with that with uh, Danielle, uh, one of the, the better women in it, while well, I was at it Sornex one time, and it's a lot of fun. Now, look at the guys doing it, and that is not for me. They are really big and strong.
3: That's crazy. All right, well, I'm going to go next over to the women's powerlifting finals because Christy Scott and some of our Highland
0: athletes are over there. So we'll see that. Great talking to you, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, Matt.
2: Cheers. All right, Big Daddy, we back? We are back, by
3: golly. Um, So you heard there um, my interview with Erica Drinkard. it
2: was Erica Drinkard, huh?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I, um, from Oregon. You know, it's funny. I should have uh, I should have gone into it more with her. If you have a name like Drinkard, you really should know the derivation of the damn name. I'm going to have to give her grief about that. Yeah. I mean, you'd need to know where it came from, what
2: Maybe, heritage uh, it
3: came from. She assumed German. I assumed German. I would assume it would be Irish
2: because it would be like drunkard.
3: Well, yeah, but I mean, it's just an interesting name. I don't know if I've ever met a drinkard. Hmm. I've met so. a few drunkards. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Anyway, I... I'm looking at one right now. I want to just give double shouts to Erica because it was really cool to have someone from our region that uh, I could um, meet there and she could give me a little bit of background on, on strongman stuff. Yeah, it and sounded
2: like she was very nice and helpful. It
3: was cool. I just really enjoyed uh, just hanging with her. We just kind of walked around. We'd both never been there before. She introduced me to a bunch of the, the man and women competitors. Nice. That's why I was giving her grief about lightweights because all these lightweight strongman guys are coming up and right. of course they're stronger than me but they're
2: uh, uh but it's the lightweight but they're lightweight still yeah exactly um but unlike highland game lightweights these guys at least weigh 230 yeah exactly exactly and of course
3: matt it was great catching up with matt and he had some great uh examples of uh good um uh suggestions for throwers on when you lose a little weight uh, how to repetition after repetition to get your timing back and right. all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and, um, you
2: lose all that counterbalance. Exactly. You know?
3: Yeah. yeah. So it was uh it was good catching up with him and seeing him so and So he was
2: at the slingshot booth, yeah? Yeah, slingshot
3: yeah. booth. And and it was also really cool to uh as I said, I ran into randomly this guy who um we was from Wisconsin and we were talking about Green Bay Packers and Seahawks and that kind of stuff, and uh chit chatting and I told him that we do this podcast and it's about Highland Games. He's like, Highland Games, oh my gosh, there's a guy here that I really want to meet, his name's Matt Vincent. And I'm like, Really? And, and I'm like, yeah, I know Matt. And he's like, you do? And I'm like, yeah. I do. You want me to introduce you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I had to tell Matt that he had an actual fan in the building. Yeah, you know, which stalkers, what is that? Sounds like. But I mean, random. I mean, how random is that, right? Yeah. I mean, of the thousands and thousands of people there, I happen to you know chit chat with some guy, and he knows who Vincent is, right? How
2: many guys and women walked up to you and asked if they get my autograph? A lot. Really? A lot. A yeah. lot. Of, we're wondering where Big Daddy was. I was wondering if they yeah. wanted my autograph. You're
3: kind of cool, Haas, but Big Daddy's kind of the national treasurer. I'd rather know.
2: have him, right? Yeah, but you got to have my autograph. That's what they wanted. Okay, but finally, let's talk about this. because I'm going to give you a rubber stamp with my name on it.
3: I can't believe that I've found it, but <clears> we've <throat> found
2: a sport that is even more fringy than ours. Before you hit that. No way. Yes. Yes. What? Actually, no. You go on with this and then remind me Candy Sprinkles... And I want to comment on something else. Okay. Go ahead. So, m- Moss Wrestling. Is it Moss or Mass? It doesn't matter. I don't okay. think. <laughs> tomato, tomato.
3: Yeah, Moss Wrestling, right? It's... M it, M A S. So, M-A-S is the of way it. it's spelled. It, so, of it. this is the international name used for the Yakut ethnosport derived from the traditional stick-pulling game. And the the original name is called Mas Tardegi. Do you need me to pronounce it? Sure. Icelandic person or tar, or Turkish, Russian, Siberian person.
4: Mas Tardegi.
3: Tardegi. Tardegi. Mas tar-di-hi. I took linguistics in college. Yakut. That's so Yakut. I thought
2: maybe it was like the Swedish chef.
3: Well, this so this Yakut area is Turkic and it's... Mainly got like Siberian branch of language is where it is. It's in well, Russia.
4: Yeah, that's, I could have told you that because I took yep. linguistics.
2: And it is, uh, so it's reminiscent. Did you know that Candy Sprinkles took linguistics? I, I didn't. Well, I'm Isn't you Isn't right it amazing? Now. She not only took it, she aced it. I guess, yes. I, I took, did
4: get an A.
3: If
2: I took, only she could do other things as well as she does. I took linguini.
4: And you aced it.
2: I aced Linguini, boy. I'll tell you what. She's a cunning linguist. Oh, hey. (laughs) No, you
4: are.
2: Don't use the C word.
3: Cunning. Um, It's reminiscent of the Eskimo stick pole featured in the
2: World Eskimo Indian Olympics. The Eskimo stick pole. I thought well, we
4: weren't allowed to use that
2: as word anymore. Well as, How do you find a stick when you're an Eskimo when you're so cold? As a stick well, must be hidden. As
3: well as the Highland test of strength. Now this is interesting. This was I I I, I got this out of uh, the, the intranet, so it might not be that good. It's, oh
2: no no no, no, as no. Well the, Everything on the implement is truth. Uh, Abraham Lincoln, 1865. As well as
3: the, as well as the Highland test of strength, the swingle tree played with a shepherd's crook. Have you ever heard of the swingle tree <laughs> yeah, think it's, i think it 's a gay bar in Tampa <laughs> <laughs> um, and so played with the shepherd 's crook i have anyway participants taking part in mass wrestling competition sit in front of each other they prop their feet against the board that divides the comp- the competition area. And they tug on a wooden stick or a moss, (laughs) making sure to keep it parallel. Tugging on a stick. So you have to keep it parallel to the propped board. And... It obviously demands great muscular strength from hands, legs, back, and abdominals.
2: Well, if you did it perpendicular, you might get skewered by that son of a bitch if you win. Well, you only w- win once.
3: Yeah, you can't. You know, it can't go upright. It's got to stay side by side. And when you start out, big day, there's a coin flip, and you decide if you're going to take the outside position, which is hands on the outside of the stick. The mm-hmm. stick is maybe. A foot and a half two feet long right and you put you know you can put your hands on the outside and then the next guy and then the, your competitor puts the hands on the inside and then you you have to be fairly flexible in, in bending and and hamstring pull because you got to be able to have your foot on a board and have your hands at your feet right right and and bent right over and then the judge holds it, kind of like an arm wrestling move, right? Because you're under tension. Yeah. You're jockeying for the position that you want, holding it just right. The pull position.
2: The pole position. As it were.
3: That's right. You're all that. And then the, and the judge is holding both of your hands and just holding it so that it's neutral. And then right. whistles. Boom. And then, boom, you pull as fast as you can, hard as you can, sideways moving, trying to get your leverage point. And you either rip the stick out of the competitor's hand or you pull them over the trig on yeah. top of you.
2: That might be kind of fun. It is crazy. Well, you know the the thing about that is, I think I would lose every match because my hamstrings are so tight. I think as soon as there was any tension on the other side of that stick, it would just pick me right up. Yeah. Well,
4: and it looks like I'm looking at it is amazing.
2: Did a search.
4: And I'm looking at images. It looks like people with longer arms have an advantage.
2: It's always people with longer arms. Well,
3: sure, if you're a gorilla, you can put your arms there and then be straighter back. But anyway, I I found it fascinating. For Tuck Nation, check out online some YouTubes on mass wrestling if you've never before because I watched it live at
2: the Arnold for some of the finals, and it was really impressive. I actually know the guy who's kind of building it up. And making it what it is now. Okay. His name is Ode Hagen. Okay. And he's about sixty-seven years old, and he's stronger than anybody you know. That's a badass name, Ode Hagen. The guy's a badass, dude. He's been he competes in competitive strongman even at his age, and oh. still beats people. Wow. Yeah, he's ridiculously strong. That's cool.
3: I might have seen him because he was kind of in like a almost like a karate outfit top. And that but was it, him. But as a tall guy, yep. uh, older gentleman. That's him. Kind of lean and and you know wiry, wiry. Big biceps. Yeah, he looked. Well, he looked kind of. He looked farmer strong. But he's he's, he's strong man strong. That guy is amazing. Sweet. Yeah, that's
4: interesting. All right. Well, hey, I, that was a, that
3: was a long segment. I apologize, but it, it was a fun experience for me at the Arnold. You had something you wanted to say before we went out. Do you remember what it
2: was? Yeah, it was uh, the Vincent. Matt Vincent was at the um, slingshot booth. The slingshot was, was invented by um, Mark Bell. Yes. Now, who, if anybody who was remembers the, the 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 movie "Bigger, Stronger, Faster," yeah, you know about steroids. Yes, every anybody, any muscle head who's ever seen any movie knows that one. Yep. It was his brother, Chris Bell, who actually produced that movie. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he graduated from uh, film school at USC, and that was his big huh. video, and it was very good. Cool. So, it, I'm going to I'm going to plug a couple of things. First of all, if you Think you know anything about steroids or anything like that? You need to watch that movie. Mm-hmm. If you don't think you know anything about steroids, you need to watch that movie. Okay. Um, secondly, uh, Mark Bell is an awesome guy. He also has a gym called uh, Super Training. Okay. I think it's in the Sacramento area. Okay. And uh, he doesn't charge anyone to, to work out there.
3: Really? Yep. How does he make his money?
2: Basically, um, a lot of his money is made by his inventions. Personal training and Slingshot the and, stuff. and the whole nine yards has made him a lot of money. Huh. And uh, uh, I mean, I've got a pair of his armbands yeah. that I used last year for my elbow yeah. when my when I tore my brachioradialis muscle. And it really helped me with sheaf. That's so good. He, he makes good stuff. Well, he was there. I saw right. him. Good dude.
3: And, uh, there was a, and I actually didn't get to talk to him. And the reason why is there was a line of people that wanted his autograph.
2: Yeah. He has a huge podcast as well. Does he? Yeah. If you, uh, we should have him on. Matt was actually on his podcast. Oh, really? Yeah.
3: We should have him on. That'd we be should. cool. It
2: would be fun. Yeah, he's a good dude.
3: All right. Well, thanks for indulging me. That was fun and uh, hopeful. Well, the next, I will not be going to the Arnold ever again without
2: you, Big Daddy. Good. I'm not going to let you.
3: And my beautiful bride, Candy Sprinkles. That's all there is to it. Well, she might not want to go, but
2: I would hope she would. I think it'd be fun. It would. Yeah. Okay. We out. Next song, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to dedicate to the man here on the extreme right. His name is Kieran Burke.
3: His name is Big Daddy. The
2: subject is whiskey, and it's called Whiskey in a Jar. Whiskey, whiskey. In, a, whiskey in a jar. Whiskey in a jar. Whiskey in me glass. As I was going over the far-famed Kerry Mountains, mm-hmm. I met with Captain. Who is this again? It's the Dubliners. But of course it's a very popular I told you I song. hate the drop kick murphys right yeah she did yeah. You said they sound all the same they do these these guys sound good Ha-oh, the dario oh the dario oh, the whiskey in the jar yes we're back yes we are we're back and we're
3: black and uh, if you are a loyal Fork Talk listener. And you better be. And you've gotten to this hour of the program towards the end. And you better have. Some of the best stuff happens at the end. Like, typically we do historical figure yeah, at the end. Yeah, pretty much. Yes? Well, we have a new um, segment. We do. A new segment. And I'm excited about this. I think it's going to be good. I am too. Okay. I we, think it's going to be slightly edgy. It, is there anything we don't do that's edgy? No. That's true. Yeah. Um, but this could be good. I love this song. There's whiskey in mm. the jar. Okay, let's get jar.
2: that us let's, let's take this down. Here we go. Thank you, Dubliners. All right. Thank you, Dubliners. You Irish bastards. All right. I'll go so drink your fucking brain.
3: Here's our new segment. God forgive us. God forgive us. It is called... Name that dumbass. Name
2: that dumbass. Yes. Basically it's a little talk show. It
3: is. Well,
2: well it, no, it's like a game show. It's like a match like match match game, you know. Okay. Blank a doodle doo. Blank a doodle doo. <laughs> and anyway? I'll take a big cock. Blank a doodle doo. <laughs>
3: blank think is the only one blank old Willow. enough to have
4: actually watched match game okay.
3: uh-huh. now no wait I love it was on match Nickelodeon game. I love match game okay so here's the deal it's called name that dumbass and of course we have got some uh, proper segment music for it right. so let's
2: kick that off well, should we explain the preface huh should we explain the preface of the show uh, we'll do that with, we'll do that with this all right hang on here it is
3: name that dumbass is the perp of iq challenged crime that's what we're that's what we're guessing
2: well what we're doing is our producer Candy sprinkles will be reading us a news story yes and what we have to do is between the two of us we have to guess it's a competition yes i'm gonna kick your ass oh you're dead okay you're dead we have to just we have to figure out is it a one is it a irishman an irishman a redneck a redneck or a as you like to say yankee a yankee a northerner a northern american
3: i love it All i right. love it i love it i love it i love it okay so it's name that dumbass is the perp of the iq challenged crime an irishman a redneck or a yankee a yankee candy sprinkles has got the um, alleged criminals, and she's going to tell us what they are, and we're going to guess, right? And right. We, we've got, I think, five total, so there won't be any ties, I don't no, think. No, I don't think so. And we'll go after it this Pretty point. hard to tie at five. Okay, so Candy Sprinkles, what's number one?
4: Number one, a dozy burglar was jailed today for a Goldilocks crime, falling asleep in the spare bedroom after eating too much during a house trade. A greedy 30-year-old ate a whole tub of ice cream (laughs) before lying down on the bed and falling asleep.
3: He's the honey badger, that sleepy fuck. Is he? (laughs) Yes, he is.
4: An Irishman, a redneck, or a Yankee?
3: Interesting. Would you like to go first, Oz? Interesting. Um... I, you're going to be the expert at this because you've you've kind of heard this kind of thing before. Well, what you have deal? to do
2: is you have to you have to come up with why you think. It Looking right,
3: okay. Let's see. So he's a he's a he's a burglar. He's he he's fallen asleep in the spare bedroom eating too much ice cream. It's
2: Goldilocks. Yeah. Mm,
3: no. I'm gonna say. Seems to me that. In a hot day with ice cream, this would be something that a uh,
2: redneck would do. Hmm, redneck. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's see. It's a burglar, number one. Yeah. And from what I know about rednecks, they're too lazy to, to steal. Okay. Um, fell asleep in a spare bedroom after eating too much ice cream. Rednecks don't particularly care for ice cream much. They don't. Why? Because they're rednecks. You don't get to ask questions, can't yeah, I, I married a redneck. You get to read the question. Yeah, okay. So he, lied, he laid down in bed and fell asleep. So I'm going to go with a Yankee. I'm going to say a northerner, a northerner because only a Northerner is s- stupid enough. It's a white guy, okay? Okay. He's stupid enough to find a spare bedroom and fall asleep.
3: But the Irishman could be a white guy, obviously.
2: Yeah, but he's not. Okay. He could be a black guy, too. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. 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 So okay. I'm going to go with Yankee.
3: Yankee. So redneck and
2: Yankee. Nope. Uh, it's an Irishman? It's an Irishman. An Irishman. Holy cow. That's bullshit. <laughs> All right. I guess we're zero and zero, Austin. Okay, zero, zero. What's number two?
4: Number two. Police last night broke up a fraternal ritual in a cemetery, chasing 20 fraternity brothers and arresting one fraternity member on a weapons charge. <laughs> Cops converged on the Oakwood Cemetery after receiving a tip that the university students, quote, would be late, would be in the cemetery performing a fraternal ritual, unquote.
3: <laughs> there were not sheep involved.
4: And that one man was carrying Yet. a firearm on his hip, according to a police report.
3: Of course, that's what you bring to a cemetery for fraternal exercise. Of you course. Know you bring a firearm.
4: Not, not a I already
2: know who this is. I I got more to
4: read, guys. When cops questioned the chapter president, he claimed that, quote, the fraternity had come out to the cemetery to perform a ritual where they bond and talk, unquote. (laughs) Okay, first of all, this is not a real fraternity.
2: Second of all. That was
4: an interjection. The details of this, quote, ritual, unquote, are not further described in the report. One fraternity brother, age 21, was arrested for carrying an unlicensed Glock 9mm pistol, which was loaded with 14 bullets. C, who was wearing a peach shirt, khaki trousers, and a blue dress jacket. Oh, my God. This is no.
2: I've already got the answer. (laughs) He's a white guy. Told
4: the officers that, quote, the gun was his father's, unquote. Claimed that he was armed, quote, to protect his brothers in his fraternity, while they were out in the cemetery, unquote. Oh, my God. This gives fraternities a bad name.
3: Fraternities give fraternities a bad name. First of all, reader, shut it. Second
2: Second of all, all, Haas, I think we can both agree. Zombies?
3: Was he protecting them from zombies? I I think we can agree
2: on the answer to this because it's AIDS. First of all, it's not a redneck, all right, because they even have fraternities in the South. Of course they do. Okay.
4: They're huge in the South.
2: It's not an Irishman. Because There's no drinking involved. I, I would agree. There is no. There's not an Irish. This is a 22 year old white kid from the north. He probably they're probably from Yale. Okay, so Yankee.
3: I'm going to I'm going to choose the opposite. I'm going to go uh, a redneck. And, okay, and I, even though even though you'd think a redneck would have something other than a Glock yeah, on their hip, redneck
2: wouldn't carry a Glock, um, but it could be.
3: 45. That's um, yeah, true. God, there's so many. You already said redneck, was... so you can't change your answer. Okay, redneck.
4: Okay, Big Daddy said Yankee. Haas said redneck. The answer is redneck.
2: Unbelievable.
4: One to Haas, zero to Big Daddy.
2: Yeah, baby. What the hell university was this? The University of Alabama?
4: <laughs> uh, it doesn't it say was. In the it reports. was Miles Wetzel.
2: <laughs> Probably was. No, it's peach shirt and khaki trousers. It
4: wasn't peach, it was salmon.
2: That's says... <laughs> It was Mob, and that's a white guy. We know it's a white guy. We don't have
3: Definitely got to be a
2: white guy, that's for sure. Yeah, next time we play this, I'm telling you, we got to go. Okay. Uh, no. White, black, Mexican, Jew.
4: No, that's probably racist. <laughs> maybe.
2: No, it's can, not. It's actually on the uh, radio. Maybe we can escalate
3: to that. Okay. At Number some point. three. Number three. A drunk went on patrol. I feel like I need the music again, by the way, when she's reading it.
4: Okay. Start the music. I'll start over.
2: Not that music. Okay.
4: Number three, a drunk went on patrol in his friend's special police uniform, then told a the taxi driver, Take me home, I'm the law, a court heard. 20 year old, high on both drink and drugs, donned the uniform before, quote, going on patrol, unquote, in the downtown. But he aroused the suspicions of door security staff because of his odd behavior in the toilets of two licensed premises. He left after being confronted by doorman, but staggered to a taxi rank with slurred speech. Ordered the driver to give him a lift saying, quote, take me home. I'm the law. Unquote.
2: (laughs) First of all, this music sounds like the theme from Shaft. <laughs> it's People's Court. Dude. I know it is, but it still sounds like the theme from Shaft. It's I think they awesome. Stole it. <laughs> oh,
4: that's funny.
2: I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you what on that one. <laughs> she sounds like the announcer that does that at the when Wapner talking about the two <laughs> Exactly people. like that's the awesome. guy. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Redneck on that one. I'll tell you why. Okay. The only ones I know in the world that refer to being a cop as being la lao. Are rednecks?
4: The law. I'm
2: the law. <laughs> I'm, I'm the gonna low. call the law on you. Hey Johnny, redneck. I'm the law.
4: Does I'm Devil the Ange low. have a special police hey, uniform?
2: Hey, hey, law dog. you law don't go around here. Law don't. Law go around here. Oh, Why don't you uncork that smoke wagon and go ahead, Hoss? You're up. Tombstone. I love that. Yeah, movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Kurt Russell.
3: Um, let's
2: see. Uh, so,
3: Big Daddy, you said redneck? I, I said say redneck. redneck. Really? Okay. You don't think it's an Irishman?
2: No. It's, the Irishman wouldn't say the law.
3: <sighs> well, no. Hey, it, law
2: dog. That law don't go around here. <laughs> That's a motherfucking... I'm sorry. That's a son of a and No, I'm sorry.
3: I'm
2: trying to get that explicit rating. I really think
3: that... Um, the only person that would do something, I think an Irishman is the only person stupid enough to go out in his buddy's police outfit walking around downtown. <laughs> <laughs> Pretending. That's my guess. So
2: you think the Irishman is... I
3: think the Irishman... The key Are to Are they this, in Ireland doing this? The key to this is is the first bit of it. He's drunk and on drugs, and he takes his buddy's <laughs> cop outfit and goes walking around the town center, probably.
2: Okay, being drunk and on drugs, I'm still saying redneck, because it's probably <laughs> methamphetamine, okay? <laughs> Could be. You know? He's probably got... A, the reason why they knew he wasn't a cop is because he got no front teeth. N- now... Because of all the meth. Okay, so... Here's what we're
3: going to do. After this one, let's get a a devil engine on this next one, right? Because we have three of us. Okay. So what was it? uh, So Sprinkles, I say Irishman. Big Daddy says Redneck.
4: It's an Irishman.
3: That's
2: unbelievable.
4: Cost to Big Daddy...
2: How the, the hell law. does a goddamn an Irishman doesn't refer to the law as the law. The law. <laughs> That's because you're saying it that way. Um first, <laughs> take, take Me Home under Law. It <laughs> still doesn't work. Take me home under law. Take me home under law.
4: Okay, we gotta take a brief pause while we get Devil Ange.
3: Besides that, Irishmen up. don't do drugs. Devil Ange is not needing to be hooked up because she's already on. Devil Ange, put that mic in your face and give me some love.
0: All right, hey y'all. Hey y'all
3: hey. Alright, Devil Ange is in the studio. What what? We're hooking her cans Woo-hoo. up. <laughs> and and no, not those cans. I haven't seen them, but Jay says they're glorious. I'm hooking those cans up. Baby. <laughs> All right, here we go. Some fat. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Okay, this is So Devil Ange, here's the deal. Just bring you up to speed quick. This is a new segment and it's a fun game. And we are playing You know the mendrum? We are playing Name That Dumbass. And so Candy Sprinkles reads the police report, and we are guessing whether it's an Irishman, a redneck,
2: or a Yankee. A Yankee okay. being somebody. Oh, that's a northerner. N- yeah, north of the Mason Dixon uh-huh. line. Yeah, that's don't right. say
4: it so distinctly because I'm one.
2: Okay, ready? Well, she's a redneck. I like playing the music.
3: Okay, you ready? This is number four. Number ready.
2: F- four. Go. Four. What's the score? You're up two, on, two to my one. Two to my zero. Number four. I suck.
4: A burglary suspect who cut through the drywall of an apartment building to try to escape capture got stuck in an air duct and had to be rescued by firefighters. News station reports that a resident of the complex caught the man Tuesday night stealing quarters from a soda machine in the laundry room. The burglar blocked the door and tried to get away by cutting through drywall. <laughs> When he ran into a basement masonry wall, he tried to crawl out of it, but got trapped and had to call for help. Firefighters cut him free. When they asked if he needed medical attention, he said, heroin.
2: Really? He said heroin. I need heroin for my medical attention.
3: That's funny.
2: Did he want the black dragon heroin? (laughs) Okay. Okay. No, gloss. Um, I am
3: gonna say. You go
2: a lot of different ways.
3: Yeah, I am gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna say
2: southerner. That'd be redneck. Going with, you going with redneck? I'm going redneck. All right, Ange?
4: So a northerner would be like Chicago area. Yeah, pretty much. Well, anybody who's not a southerner, Anybody's the rest not? of the United States, basically.
2: North of the Mason Dixon line. You know right. where that is? I am actually
4: gonna to have to say northerner.
2: You're gonna say northerner? All, all right. Devil Ange say Norther- says Yankee. Yankee. You know I'm gonna actually side with Devil Ange on that one because there's two things that give me my uh and of course I've been wrong on every other fucking one I've done, but right. um First of all as redneck he would know how to cut through drywall. Because he probably does it for a living. <laughs> okay. When he's not stealing shit. <laughs> Second of all, um he, he wanted be heroin. And I'm, you know what? Wait I'm, a minute. Hold on. I'm going to change. That, that's gonna, not an Irish gonna, or a Southern. I'm going to change my. Uh, I'm going to change my plea, Your Honor. You you already said Northerner. Did I? Yeah. Just change it. Change All right. It. I'll go Northern. I'm going Northerner. Okay. You go Northerner. Because of a uh, the heroin. Okay. Because a Northerner would be heroin, the Southerner would be crystal meth. Gotcha.
3: Okay. Okay. And and what is it? Uh, candy sprinkles.
4: Okay. So Haas said. I redneck. S- I said redneck. Devil Ange said Yankee. And Big Daddy said Yankee. And the answer is Yankee. Oh,
3: boom. <gasps> so
4: basically, we're 2-2 now because the O'Neill team
3: uh, i have tagged
2: up against have me. Have tag teamed. Oh, my so gosh. Okay. It's
4: tied. It's right. tied with the last.
2: The last one. No, Of course, the one. thing is, if, if Angie and I have a different opinion on the next answer, and she shares the same opinion as you, then it would do as column as yours. All right, I like the way you think. Okay. Okay. Wait a minute. Let me cue you up here. I'm only reading.
4: I'm not hey, actually on a keeping the score. <laughs> there it is. Number
3: five.
4: A man accused of robbing four Subway sandwich shops allegedly confessed he wanted revenge as a disgruntled customer. He was mad that the Jared diet didn't work for him and wanted his money back, according to police. <laughs> An 18-year-old was arrested, allegedly entered the store around 8.42 p.m. and demanded the cashier open the register. Surveillance video shows a man taking money from the register and fleeing the store. The suspect was arrested after a citizen saw the robbery footage and recognized the suspect from shopping at the local Walmart.
2: <laughs> <Ooh>. maybe <laughs> oh, it's maybe boy. it's a trick thing, though, Big Daddy. It could be a trick, but I'm I don't know. My head's going in a certain direction. Mm, interesting, interesting. Oh, it's so good. Mm. What are you thinking? I'm I'm pretty
3: sure it's not an Irishman. Because even though they do have subway sandwiches, um, I don't think they don't they know the Jared Diet thing. I'll guess and an 18 year old Irishman is either doing far more ridiculously bad stuff than this or playing football, soccer, right. Um, I'm gonna say it's a northerner. Going northern or not? You're going I'm going. I'm even though the Walmart thing would point you to the south. Uh, yeah, we got a Walmart here, and they're just as creepy. I know. So <laughs> I'm going to go with northerner, though.
4: You have to say Yankee.
3: I'm going with Yankee. Yankee, I'm, go- I'm going with Yankee.
4: Well, I would. My first thing was going with uh, a redneck, but then rednecks eat a bunch of fat stuff, so I wouldn't think they'd be going to the Subway.
3: But he was trying to do the Jared diet. It wasn't working. That's what he said he was doing.
2: Right.
4: He's 18. 18 years old down in Mississippi or down south. They're not going to be eating Subway.
2: What are you going to be eating? Little crawdads and some snakes and shit.
4: No, that would be like... (laughs) They're going to have
2: some of them crawdaddies. They're going to be
4: like some Cajun people. You got
2: to rip off the head and suck the tail. They're going to have... What, what, are they going to be at Waffle House? little cayenne pepper, some onion. Ooh, tougher than a Waffle House steak.
3: Wow, you're so good at that. You like you, you that? You sound like you're Southern.
2: You sound like an Not. asshole. Okay, what do you? What do you? She has decided yet? Beating you.
3: She, well, I I picked Northerner. You so, picked Northerner. So if you get to win, you got to pick either Irishman or Southerner. Well, that has got to be correct.
4: Irishman. Okay, so. what you Haas pick? Picked Yankee. Devalange picks. Holy shit! Must well go
2: Redneck, right? Redneck. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Redneck, and I'm gonna tell you why. Okay, tell me why. First of all. Okay. 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 First of all, the Walmart thing kind of put it over the edge. Yes. But the fact that he was recognized now. At the local Walmart. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. That means he shops there a lot. <laughs> okay. True. That yes. also means he was stupid enough not to wear a mask when he was, you know, breaking and entering. Uh-huh. Okay. Knowing full well that these places are full of cameras. Right. So, Yeah. I'm pretty... And the fact that the Jared diet didn't work for him, I mean, you know, he wanted his money back. I get it. You know, I tried the same thing once, and it didn't work for me. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it's it's Southerner. It's it's Redneck.
3: And the answer is?
4: Play my music. The answer is Redneck. So... The...
3: Oh. O'Neal's win! O'Neal's win. Oh, yes. Good win. A come from behind, as they say. Yeah. You're
2: good at that. A come from behind. You're so good we got it. Park track
4: listeners, <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: just
4: know that the Big Daddy Devilange team... Beat are,
3: are good at deciding whether Irishmen, Rednecks, or Yankees are the ridiculous criminals in these stories. That's right. right. All these were, um, uh, by the way, provided with um, the known people for purposes of anonymity, keeping them out of the way.
2: Yeah, we didn't want anyone to know how stupid their names were, as well as <laughs> everything else. At all
3: right, that was a good segment. I like that. Thank mentality. you to our
2: thank you to our intern uh, Slim Jim for typing it all up. More. yeah, very good.
4: Slim Jim did a great job.
2: All right, yeah. Well, so that's it for the segment. Let's go out to the end. Sounds good. We out. That's how I went home on a Thursday night, as, as drunk, drunk as, as drunk could, drunk could be, be,
3: I, I saw two be boots beneath, beneath the bed beneath where my old boots should be. I well, called they me wife and I said to her. Will you kindly tell to me? Who owns them boots beneath the bed where my old boots should be? Billy, you drunk, you drunk,
2: you silly old fool. I grabbed her by her fucking hair and ripped her fucking head off. Wow. I punched her in the face and I saw her boyfriend too. I punched him in his little gut and threw him out the window.
3: Oh, you lying whore.
2: <laughs> as drunk as drunk could
3: be. I saw a head beneath the bed Where my old head should be Your head? Well, I called me wife and I said to her What do you kindly tell to me? Who owns that head beneath the bed Where my old head should be? Billy, you drunk, you drunk, you silly old fool I love okay. this song Doesn't make any sense That's a baby boy that me mother sent to me Well, this Mayday I traveled a hundred miles or more but, but whiskers, on, whiskers, whiskers on a whisker on. A baby boy with whiskers on I never saw before. It, it, da ma- da it da makes da more da. sense
4: Ooh. when you actually like see it performing. When live. you're drunk.
3: True. When you're drunk, when you're drunk true, off true, your true. ass. Welcome back, welcome back. This is the ending of Forky Talkie. And
2: for hey, you know what? I got a great joke for you guys. Okay. Let's hear it. Hey well, hoss. Let's hear it. Knock knock. Who's there? Control freak. Control this is where you say who? control freak who.
3: Control t- control freak
2: who oh. You didn't get it. That's funny. <laughs> I anyway. I don't like that joke. I didn't I don't think know. you would. Because <laughs> when you tell a control freak joke to a control freak, he's trying to talk over you. Do you get that? That's how it works.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and that's the show. Thanks for listening, all you redneck <laughs> Irishman Yankees. <laughs> oh, my
3: goodness. Um, that is the show. Thanks for listening. You're welcome. Oh, uh, I I hope we have another show. <laughs> Thanks
2: again. <laughs> Sometime in the future. To our sponsors, our sponsors, our sponsors. mattress mm-hmm. ranch uh, sponsors. Uh, it's Bobo, has a, Bobo has a plural on there, but it's a singular. You know, I, that's another bone I have to pick with you, Bobo. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know when you know Leonard Nimoy. It's actually, even I know this, it's is an I in Nimoy, not an E. Okay. You spell it Nimoy with an E. Oh, ah, hmm. No offense.
3: I'm going, I'm going to music that makes me happy
2: okay. instead of you. www.mattressranch.com. Yes. That's one word, mattressranch.com. Unless you're named Nimoy with a knee, with an E.
3: Thanks for all the Facebook page likes. We're up to the same damn amount we had last time, 746. Get on it. 746. Fork Talk Podcast comes out every couple weeks. Two to three weeks, as a matter of fact. Questions or comments, uh, email us at info at fork-talk.com. Or Facebook, Fork Talk with Big Daddy and Haas. Until next time. May (laughs) the.
2: Until next time. (laughs) May the. Oh, yeah. May the fork be with you. Oh, Big Taddy, you're the sheaf to my fork. Sláinte, more. Great health, Brett Latropp. Let's have another one for the ditch. All right, one for the ditch. Captain Quint, take it away. Or the Dubliners. Yeah, Dubliners, take it away. Captain Quint, fuck off. Here
3: comes McGay. Well, it's no way, never. Are we still recording? No way, never, no more.
2: Are we still recording? Yes. Oh, okay, hang on.
3: The Wild Rover was never, no more
2: to get in your Easter. <laughs> that's
3: the lyric for it everything. It
2: doesn't have to be Easter. <laughs> it could be Halloween or St. Paddy's Day mister. <laughs> oh, that just went from great to Big Daddy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It went, through, went from great to Big Daddy in 2.0 no seconds. <laughs>
3: The wild over. Hey, let's I go once
2: rode a bowl Named Fu Manchu Let's go have some Irish stew Irish what? Irish stew <laughs> <laughs> Let's have some Irish stew I like the way you purse your lips when you Ooh. say stew Alright, let's go We're out Out Well, and adieu To you fair Spanish ladies Farewell and adieu, you ladies of Spain. For we've received orders for to sail back to Boston. And so never more shall we see
5: you again.
1: Thanks for listening to Fork Talk with your she-fork-wielding lovable host, Big Daddy and Haas. Check out www.fork-talk.com for more episodes. We throw heavy stuff for fun, people. Caber up!